Sent 420 38 did a um Prada straight up today. So I was feeling like a little needed to be a little bit more uppity, motivated. I got a bunch of shit to do after this, so if I smoked any of that other heavier shit, I'd be like mm-hmm. dragging ass and trying to figure out a way to put it off till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Being like, oh well. I'm a little sleepy. I've been going home the past, I mean, I've upped my workouts because I'm gonna be 50 in a month and a half. So I've been upping my workouts so that I can go into that strong and uh, been like, you know, having to take a nap midday. Cause I've been getting, you know, it's hard for me to get to bed. I don't know about you guys, but yep. like, you know, I get out of here and then I got a few things to do. And then, you know, hanging out with my dogs, hanging out with Aaron. Um, you know, we talk a bunch, you know, about a lot of stuff, just, um, you know, reflecting on things. And so, and we eat kind of late because I don't get home until later. Um, so I don't usually wind down until 11, 11.30. So 11.30 is kind of early for me to get to bed. Mm. And then getting up early and, you know, teaching classes at 8. You know, um, man, mm-hmm. been going home and getting these afternoon naps. Nice. But I've been also, I was looking at that. I'm like, okay, why have I been going back to naps? You know, because I was doing naps for a while and I stopped doing naps and been feeling really good. But then I was like, oh, shit, I'm running out of fucking the sativas that I smoke. So I've been smoking <laughs> a lot of these, you know, kind of <laughs> hybrids. And I think that's the thing that's putting me like, you know, after like three or four hours of training, so I'll smoke before, you know, like in the morning before I leave the house and I get here. And then, you know, four hours later, man, I'm fucking get that heavy head. Like right. I was texting, um, I think it was yesterday, like after I got done with classes and uh, literally I fucking fell asleep <laughs> texting. Like I, you know, just kind of came to, it's kind of like when you're driving, you know, when you're driving and you think, ah, where was I for the past 10 seconds? Mm-hmm. And I like pushed several buttons <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? And so it's like this fucking long thing of shit that, you know, just yeah. like, oh, fuck. So, Prada Jam, hopefully, I'll know today. I'll be like, okay, yeah, did I need it? No, okay, so. Yeah, you got to work out that midday thing, right? Like I used to have lunch and then I would get like that. Uh I would be like, Mm -hmm. after I ate, I would be in the chair like. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, heavy And I changed to eating salads, Uh you know, just like, you know, with like chicken or beef or something. And that's helped. And then I'll also, I try to like get up immediately. Yeah. And, you know, if I sit there. That's. That's you know the I mean? killer, man. You know, if, you know, and I like chill after I watch something, you know. Have you I ever had an me. office job? Yeah. Like where you're sitting? Yeah. Did you guys ever feel like, because have you guys had an office, like a sit down kind of job? Not long enough to really, you know, I had a couple, but just for a couple. Weeks, See, and you know? what I felt like, because um, I had one for a real short period of time, my only like real job, if you will. Um, and that like... 10 o'clock time did you feel like you're just like yeah i mean Jesus. my office jobs were either warehouse or teaching mm-hmm. and anytime around noonish is yeah. when i would get 
tired. Mm-hmm. And, and after eating, usually. See, that's the thing. It's after but eating. But I was or, so hungry, and if I didn't eat, then yeah. I'd be grumpy and tired anyway. <laughs> used to happen to me working in Grows. I can remember coming back from lunch, and I'd, we'd be like staking, especially if we were in the dark and we're staking, and you just have the headlamp on, and it's like pitch black in the room Ugh. otherwise. <laughs> that doesn't help. Like, nobody will notice. Turn it off. Yeah, and we'd, we would like pass around four or five blondes on well, lunch yeah. break, too. And we're, you know, <laughs> like everything from whatever sativa to the heaviest indicas, we had no discrepancy. So we'd all come back in. You'd literally see people. I did happen to me too, but you'd just be dozing off while you're, you're like, there's they, a steak there, right they, here, and you're about to just like uh, fall forward. Right jam now. your <laughs> eye out. Are there any dispensaries where like the manager's like, I don't no want smoking. anybody that smokes weed to like work here? I bet. Yeah, yeah. probably that's probably the mainstay nowadays. Okay. Most of the corporate Because when I, places, most places I go into, they're like stoner city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need, man? Yeah, I know like TGS, like the Green Solution and Live Well couple of those were even like uh they're pretty adamant about it like uh, green solution that they, they don't let their employees leave the premise for breaks and stuff so that's because how, they'd be smoking out there yeah. a little vape mm-hmm. yeah. a little quick little high level health though when we were there they used to encourage it or, or, or <laughs> I, I know some people that had some gross like, they're like look yeah. we want you to look high so people want to buy are we were the ones where they couldn't leave was it like 30 minute breaks yeah 30 45 minutes something like that yeah, high level health though. My manager Derek would—he'd be the first to, when so many news started. He'd be like, "You're coming with us today," and his whole goal was to see how you would handle yourself handle as, <laughs> yeah, as soon as he possibly could. Then we'd have edible eating competitions someday, where it's like who could eat the most milligrams and survive the day. <laughs> I, I had like two fifty one day. My manager Derek would eat like a thousand milligrams, and it wouldn't fucking phase him. I had two fifty one day, and I was literally holding on to the fucking walls in in the grow like guys i i think i need to go home i can't <laughs> sounds like those i fucked that, up like, i gotta turn off my phone okay. I know it's gonna ring. sounds like those people that like take uh like a little bit of rattlesnake poison yeah, I mean, and to then like build over tolerance. time, right? Yeah. Over time, <laughs> or like poison ivy, like comic. <laughs> well, to get to be able to take what a thousand milligrams yeah. in a day—that's yeah. pretty. That's like a super heavy. Human. Like, how much is too much? I don't think you could build a tolerance for that. I think it's just a, a biology thing. Because you don't think you can build a tolerance? No, he didn't. He he didn't really eat a ton of vegetables as it was anyway. And for me, like I wouldn't. On average, I would have seventy to eighty milligrams at a time, and that's like that's <laughs> that a lot. That's my. It's a lot for most yeah. people. I have like I'm seven or right. ten, yeah. and I'm fucking like <laughs> See, I housed. Don't, I don't. That doesn't. I I don't understand that because I my friend Elmer like he's a pretty heavy smoker, but he's like I'll have five milligrams, and I feel like I'm gonna freak that's out. That's how I am. I don't feel like I'm gonna freak okay, out. Okay, so I when I would dizzy. make my own edibles for a while, there was a time where I could eat more of that, like throughout. I, I would eat one, and that was probably like five, almost 10 milligrams, wasn't exact. And then I would wait for that to take its course, and once I felt like I was starting to come down, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go eat another one. And so I, that time in between started like decreasing. Mm. So I don't know, I, I don't know, you know, if it's a- But you weren't taking more at once. That's what I was gonna ask next. Yeah. Was like, how much is he taking all at once? Oh, Derek would eat. He, he would eat that thousand milligrams in like about a half an hour sitting. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like Joey Diaz. From what I've heard, is that he can fucking put some down. Yeah. He even says it. He's like, dog, I, <laughs> you know, like, 
Sure. You're like, Jesus, dude. If you, if I would have eaten that, I would have fucking uh, been housed for days. I like, hear he actually likes the panic as well, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He's a funny fucking dude, huh? Yeah, he's hilarious. Got so, a so great good. voice, like mm-hmm. great podcast voice. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that no. gruff, you know. And, Happy Monday, cut. And then, and, yeah, and then he like <laughs> starts to whisper. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know. <laughs> He'd be great live. I'd love to see him live. Yeah. He'd be like good at a real small, I think right. like yeah. one of those venues where mm-hmm. it's almost like just kind of personal, mm-hmm. right? Like here, the comedy works. The, the comedy works here is like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been there a couple times. It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah, it's, but I had a good it's time nice there. And small. People love it. Their Canadians uh-huh. love it. Yeah. It's supposed to be good one. There's another place down south. I actually saw Norm MacDonald there last time I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can't remember how far it is. Talk about improv? Yeah, is that it? Yeah, yeah, the improv. Over off of like I-70 and uh, 225 area, kind of. Yeah, 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 okay. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. There was this one guy who was on Joe Rogan recently, and this guy was kind of, you know, I, I thought he was kind of a douchey guy, but he was talking about Norman, Norm McDonald, and he said the best show that he saw with Norm McDonald's is when Norm had bombed. Right. And he was like, it was such a, like, just cool experience that... That and he said he saw um, Carlin bomb once, okay. and you know he's like, man, I was the only person in the room fucking rolling, and everybody else is like silent. And I guess um, the way uh, Rogan was explaining it was that Carlin, you know, would kind of do progressions with his stuff, you know, kind of work it on stage. You know what I'm saying? And so bombing maybe for him wasn't like. A horrible, thing. a horrible thing because he's working, working out his material. You, you know, that's what kind of what I assume. I guess I don't really, you know, have any experience in that. But that would be kind of cool to be. I was thinking about that. I was like, man, that would be a great show when you got these legends, these greats that have set, right. you know, like, you know, new barriers and watch them right. kind of bomb it. That, uh, what's his name? The guy... Uh Jack and Jill went down the hill. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, Dice. Dice. Oh, yeah, Dice. Yeah, supposedly yeah. Dice has like a whole album that's just like right after he did, he like, you know, filmed a special at a giant stadium and he had no material. He went and recorded like a double sided disc or whatever back in the you know, tape um, of him just bombing. Right. Right. Tell like, what, I saw Theo Vaughn the day last the laughter year, died, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, I saw Theo Vaughn, and he was in that phase of, like, working shit out. And I, I, that's kind of how I felt, where it was, like, nobody was really getting it in the crowd. And I'm, like, fucking hack, like I'm hacking a lung up in the corner fucking laughing at But him. Theo Vaughn is a lot like Norm MacDonald in that Just regards, right? Where humor. it's, like, a lot of times with Theo Vaughn, for me... I got to double take it in my mind. You know what I'm saying? I hear it. What did you just say? Yeah, and then you start to put it back together. You're like, oh, you know, so the laughter is almost, it's almost like when I'm talking about it later. You know what I'm saying? And you start laughing about it. Like on the spot, I would probably be one of those guys who's like, huh? But then you start thinking about it and you start like looking at his mannerisms again. And you're like, fucking A, man, that's pretty good shit. He was really good. And that's how I was with, um, you know, Norm McDonald. All of his comedy, for me, was like that. You know, it was like, and then you start thinking about it. You know, it's like right. that stuff that gets you thinking where you're like, was, yeah, I've been, fucking I've been A, man, that's cause, really good. Because to me, Norm's like top three comedians in my head. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend hates him. 
Right, so we've been going over this for, or dislikes him. We've been going through this for the past few years, you know. So now it's like come to the head now that he passed, you know. And like she just doesn't get it. Yeah. She thinks it's like dad jokes. You know what I mean? Which he, some of it is, mm-hmm. you know. And he's hard to get. And dad I think jokes he, are funny. <laughs> like, uh, um, what's the dude's name? The, the guy that was addicted to heroin and fucking... Um, um, there's a few of those, right? One, uh, one of the, the great, like years, the one-liner, years the one-liner, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Canada. Yeah, what was his name? It's the driest humor of all time, but mm, it's like uh, so funny. Mitch, Mitch oh, Hedberg, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. Um, but yeah, so and I think like Norm, like he like tried to pretend like he was dumb, but he's like one of the smartest ones. Well, he's know? almost like a philosopher comedian. Yeah, you sure. know, like Carlin was kind of like that in a lot of regards too where yeah, 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 you yeah. could look at some of his stuff and it's like wow that's like no, very Carlin was more upfront about that uh-huh. you know about you know being political and you know Norm was everything's in a joke uh-huh. so if he is philosophical it's still disguised yeah. inside of a joke but it gets you I, I guess in that regard what I'm saying is it it gets you to think like you yeah. hear you know a dice joke or a um you know, uh, who, who's that guy, Patrice uh, O'Neill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you hear his jokes, and his jokes are funny as fuck on the moment. You know, you're like, yeah. that's just yeah. fucking great. But you don't really ever, at least for me, I don't really think about them later. But then you think about like a Norm McDonald or a Carlin mm-hmm. or even Theo Vaughn. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's a weird way. You start thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, versus just enjoying it at the moment. You know, yeah, I love um, this. Like, I've been thinking lately. Like how much more I find comedians to be like smart and insightful than any politician or any like big newscaster or any of those personalities. I don't I don't find them like saying anything that interesting. But, you know, we talk a lot about them like uh, about, you know, finding like the principles, the things that like connect different. Um, oh, yeah. I was little, just looking yeah. to see. Yeah, because mine was a little loud. Yeah, yeah you're three. Yeah. I'm three because I haven't been talking. Yeah, I turned it down a lot. Okay. Yeah, but like take like Chris Rock. Like he'll he'll say things like um, like what's one of his? How about like the friend zone? He has that whole thing about the friend zone. Mm -hmm. You know, or uh, you know he's they're they're incredibly like insightful things Mm -hmm. that you know they somehow put that shit together. I don't know. I find them to be one of the smartest types of people. Yeah. Like, they, they see through shit, uh-huh. you know, whereas, you know, and they, they say it in such a way. Right. Like, why are they well, so Chris Rock, too? Yeah, Chris yeah. Rock, he's got a, like, a really cool comedic presence. You know what I'm uh, saying? Like, But he's also, like, he'll say the things that are, like, he'll say that one, how about that one, like, girls never go down. They only go up. So it's like when a girl first dates a guy with a car, she never dates a guy without a car again. Hmm. Right? <laughs> when she first gets a guy that takes her on vacation, they're all taking me on vacation. You know what I mean? Mm. So he makes like things like that, you know, yeah. that it's like, wow, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I was thinking about that, though, how I listen to them far more. Like when they talk, I'm listening. Like they're mm-hmm. on a podcast. Yeah. I'm like, they're going to say something that's going to teach me something. I think Rogan yeah. is like that, too. Hell yeah, he is. Of His course, stuff yeah. is mm-hmm. like um, when he was. Uh, talking about do you guys remember when he did that uh bible segment the noah's ark oh, oh one of it on stage. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. that was fucking great with <laughs> the retarded kid right or the autistic kid yeah 
And just, but he's just talking about the absurdity of, you know, like how they're trying to explain to little Jimmy or whatever the kid's name is the story of, you know, the great Noah's flood or, you know, but it was Noah's Ark thing. And then the kid is like, you know, he plays it out where he's like, uh, you know, <laughs> animals eat animals. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, shit like that. It's, <laughs> yeah. How did, how did the monkeys survive with the lions or something like that? Yeah. I saw Tim Dillon a couple months ago, and he's, oh, did you? Okay, he's cool. like uh-huh. pretty cerebral too. Right. Okay. He is. Uh, yes. But he was. Yeah. He was. Uh, There's a lady in the front that was heckling a little bit, and he he made some joke. He asked her where her husband was because he noticed she was with another lady. She's like, "Oh, he's on a business trip in Florida right now," and he was like. I don't know, he made some joke about how he's probably banging some other girls down there, you know? And you saw her eyes, like, she's like, oh, shit, like, he might be right about this right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah, there's something about humor, like, uh, and how fast they are, like Theo, how fast mm-hmm. is he? He was on uh, uh, Jocko's podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I wanted to watch that one. And he's talking with that. Echo, and he's like, why is your name Echo when you never say anything? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the so quick, you know? right? Those people are so quick. Um, yeah, and yeah. But again, those are things that you gotta you gotta listen to. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, with like with Chris Rock. I think, for instance, like the tonalities and the expressions yeah, that a he lot gives, of musicality it, it almost yeah, like yeah. leads mm-hmm. up to the joke. You know, the joke's coming. Yeah. Theo Vaughn, even like a preacher quality. Yeah, right. For sure, mm-hmm. kind of does yeah. the thinking for you. Huh? Well, the yeah. Well, yeah. Ex- exactly. It, even if you were not getting it you he can bring you into it uh, where theo vaughn like right. doesn't really change tones i was just uh, right. that his joke is his normal conversation <laughs> yeah. right? right and that was uh, kind of like norm yeah. mcdonald's right. like that you know there was no lead in or mm-hmm. like climax to the joke it was just like if you didn't get it on that line <laughs> you're just yeah you're not yeah. Yeah. into it yeah i like the idea that you're writing on their thoughts like what you know like i when i listen to a podcast it, it's like that, right? You're like kind of on their thoughts. Yeah. And they even feel like they're your own. You know what I mean? And then you go to talk to somebody about it. You think you like understand some idea because mm-hmm. you heard someone and you like were with their thoughts. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I totally <laughs> fucking agree. That's wow, yeah, nice. I love how that was said. And then you go to talk about it and you're like, you don't know anything about it. Right? <laughs> like, you can't damn. like, you're like, oh man, what did they say? You put it like that. And um, especially people that can like tell stories. Like, I, I, so I think comedians, what they get to do is like, they go on stage and they they get to have feedback about when people are are attached to what they're saying and when they're not. Like even Jordan Peterson had something about that. He was like, when the crowd's quiet, that's when he knows that w- whatever's happening is working mm-hmm. for whatever he does. You mm-hmm. know, I guess comedians want laughter, or whatever. But they get feedback to say this is a good way for me to be. You know what I mean? Because like. You know, they'll make fun of you. They'll, you know, if you like lose the crowd, I don't understand any of this shit. This is for me, you know, but, and so they get the feedback of like how to be like a better person and how to speak, yeah. how to like get to a point, how to mm. not be boring, right. how to like not be run on sentences, how to, you know, and so now. Yeah, they, they call mm. it the economy of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, that too. Right. And like the right words and the funny word. Mm-hmm. Can I say the funny word? Like Seinfeld said that with Boron. He had to, he had some joke about the name of some guy in a cab, you know, like some Middle Eastern dude. And he put, he was like, what is, should his last name be? And he, or 
that was the joke is it's, it's something that sounded like a, an element mm. and it was like boron or something <laughs> and it was like the funniest element you're right so so they get all that feedback so now when they're like on a podcast um it's there's something about it that sucks you in mm-hmm. right they mm-hmm. like know how to tell a story they know how to talk right like maybe better than anybody mm-hmm. i mean maybe those guys like jordan peterson some someone that can give a good lecture is kind of, is like that you have to you have to have their attention, like with music, you know. Yeah. But you see how? What? Go ahead. You have to be entertaining. Got it exactly. Right. Draw your crowd because yeah. uh-huh. you were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Plan. Entertaining. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what is that? But even fighters, right? I mean, even mm-hmm. fighters are going to do that same thing. They're going to mm-hmm. know how to, like, mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to be like the best in your craft mm-hmm. if you know how to get people to listen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the whole other side of it, right? Yeah. yeah. What does the word itself entertaining like? If you break it down, uh-huh. what would that even mean? Right. I don't know. It's like like in, maintaining in, in train, entrance. Uh, ent- yeah, I don't know. We'd have to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if you guys kept talking, I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it is an interesting quality. You're right. Like, so I played a little show. I like, got a block party. You know, and me and my son played a couple songs, and they were pretty good. Like one of them, we had down pretty good. But something happens in the moment. There were other songs. So other songs we played. It's just like a kid show. You know, I'm playing with kids. And uh, people were into School it. of Rock. Kind of like I that. saw yeah, that yeah, show yeah. recently. Okay. It was Did actually pretty one? good. Yeah, yeah. No, so the, oh, the, the Jack movie. Black. That was oh, a yeah. good movie. It's a great yeah, movie. It I love that movie. Yeah. Hey, I yeah. saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I noticed when, I, and when the crowd got lost. Yeah. Right? I, that's what but happened. You, did you notice maybe you were getting a little lost? For maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think... That's uh, usually what uh, I notice. Yeah, like, yeah. It feels like there's a disconnect. Yeah, yeah, and I have to... I'll be in the middle of a song. I might be in the middle of my lyrics in a verse and go like, all right, the the vibe got lost somewhere along the way. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Usually it just... it's For me, it's a matter of making eye contact with everybody on stage, all my bandmates and... Mm, kind of mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll cue something up or you know cueing the change whatever it is but um mm-hmm. and then it might be something as stupid as literally like kicking my foot when the crash hits and the crowd responds and then all of a sudden it's like the energy starts to pick back up mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's like it, it kind of has to do with how much energy you're willing to put out in order to have it come back and then it's that amplification afterwards and mm-hmm. i notice when i feel like we're losing the crowd it's because i've got lost in my own thoughts i'm not even right, being right. present in yeah, the yeah. moment mm-hmm. yeah. connecting yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's like that when you have a conversation with people too right geez people are like you know? moths huh, to, so. <laughs> to flame like if you think about it you're like the light and mm. your crowd or the other people or whoever you're entertaining is a moth and you're like trying to keep it you're trying to attract it mm. with whatever you have to say draw them in the light's not draw bright yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the light starts to dim yeah. but you also good, have right? the ability to kind of manipulate a little more like you said oh I noticed this so I do this because it mm-hmm. creates a response yeah. so it's like here mm. and so there's something to life you could say <laughs> that's like that's something that we're like meant to learn how to do, right? Like anytime you do anything excellent, excellence, uh, competence, you know, is some sort of method of that. And we like use other people to, to help us know when we're on the right track. Is does this thing cool that I made? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it's also like how we talk, like, did the people laugh when you said the, you know what I mean? Or like, how about one of those people that just everything's a run on sentence? 
and nobody's paying attention. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like, God, you're like stuck with this person. How do they not know that nobody's connected to what they're that saying? That dryness. <laughs> Engulfed yeah, yeah, yeah. within themselves. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's something about that. Like, I like the light metaphor. Or going up, you know? Rising. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's something about life that it's like, you got to learn how to do that. Right? Got to learn how to get people's attention is one thing. I don't know. I don't like how that's necessarily phrased, though. Like, just get people's attention for no reason. You know what I mean? Because then it's that narcissistic Maybe it's aspect, like something you know? like um, capture it or uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can it just be captivate. Connecting with the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, because you're present when that happens, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. So I like that aspect with like, like improv is very much like a conversation, right? Because mm-hmm. you do have to be like connected in the moment. Or I was thinking this when I was hearing you that like, let's say you have a song and so it's all worked out. Everybody knows their parts. This thing's written. Some days it works, some days it doesn't. So maybe what works isn't in the song, right? No, it's it's in, not that crazy. It's in the thing. environment for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you have things that help you catalyze you to, to something even better like a song could do that like a good song yeah you could say you see what i mean there's like a difference like um yeah and, and whatever that difference is you know i guess we could say right now we're saying like being present and then the flow state kind of stuff yeah you know but yeah. it's that undefinable you know what i'm saying you can you you can mm, yeah. talk about it right mm-hmm. but what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. that thing that you can't touch you know Mm -hmm. it goes beyond because everybody's talking about the science and what's real Mm -hmm. and you know the spiritual or that inner strength or power or whatever you want to call it right Mm -hmm. that is how do you measure connection you know what i'm saying like it's Mm -hmm. so varied and there's Mm -hmm. so many like um adjustments that you're going to be making and Mm -hmm. ways that you're going to be adapting to those things that you can't really measure it as far as yeah, an right, actual yeah. mm-hmm. so it becomes this thing that you can't that's not tangible I, I, so to speak yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's yeah, yeah. where mm-hmm. i think i think those things fuck us up in a lot of regards because we're almost like trying to get away from that mm-hmm. you know you know what i'm saying I, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. insert way more of you know the the science so to speak it's kind of like what you were saying about music um, a while back, and I, you know, I'm going off of my interpretation of what you were saying, was that people today are like super technical. Their skills are great, and you know how we talked about like even Van Halen eruption right. is, mm-hmm. you know, like pretty common for for young yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. But then, like the soul of the music though, mm-hmm. isn't there. Mm-hmm. You, right. you know what I'm saying? So you got this really hardcore science of something mm-hmm. that's great but they miss this component that mm-hmm. really makes the that attachment mm-hmm. right so i love that you're putting it that way because i completely think that's that's some real that's super deep for like people nowadays like because we think you know we're, we're all materialists and we don't even know it even you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so uh you know we're like oh yeah science everything the science but there are other aspects of things that are just as real right that you can't measure. I like how you're putting that, right? Like, um, I heard someone say recently, like, the difference between, like, a stranger and a familiar person, you know? So these, there's these, like, even, like, these categories of meaning, and those are pretty, you know, universal. Like, me and you can agree who a stranger is, 
right? But you can't measure that in any way, right? Or you could say like, I heard this one too, which is nice. It's like, because spirit's often uh, symbolized as breath, right? That's that's an aspect. Um, and and when you speak to someone, right, you're you're conveying meaning to that person, but the meaning isn't anywhere in the in the air molecules, right? There's nowhere to like find that with Let's like a microscope. So you can speak to someone mm -hmm. and you display meaning through sound, yeah. right? But that meaning can't be found with a microscope. Mm, yeah. It doesn't have right. a unit. Yeah. Like. yeah. So, so there's something about spirit, spirituality, that's just that aspect. I mean, if you could, there might be some, you know, crazy metaphysical things about it too. But just that aspect of it about, like, maybe you could say pattern versus matter. You know, there's like matter and then there's like the pattern. And then I think, again, because it's like light and it's something that's higher, it's always the thing that's above is like the pattern. Mm -hmm. And then below is like the matter that like takes on that pattern. Um, I don't know. So, so you're right. I think, I think um, how you were putting it was cool. Like, um, you know, I think we need to learn that other side. We're like an imbalanced culture as a result. Mm -hmm. You know, and and even I could even, a last thing, I could maybe go with the, with the fucking pandemic and all that shit too, like follow science and all that stuff. And I was telling you that idea I had heard that was like, you can't just follow science, right? First you need attention, mm -hmm. right? You, so yeah, this stuff's cool. Like um, this is another thing, aspect of like spirituality that, you know, that it's like what you pay attention to first. So mm -hmm. you, science only studies what you decide to pay attention to. So first you got to make a decision on what's important, right? So it's, it's about that. It's about like salience, I think they call it. Like knowing what matters, what matters more. So there's like this infinite landscape of molecules and, and energy patterns and heat and fucking nebulous quanta, whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how they like picture it, you know what I mean? And, and then our eyes and our consciousness somehow brings order to everything. We, we know what matters. It matters that, you know, uh, the table matters, you know what I'm saying? Whereas like all this other shit's going on that we are sensing, but there's like that valve, that like sensing valve that like our focus is here, mm -hmm. even though there's all kinds of sounds and ideas and thoughts yeah. and unconscious, I'm breathing, my heart's beating, all that shit. It's kind of like the radio, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. like cell towers, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, think of how many people are on a cell phone right now just around us, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So those signals are going mm. ding, 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 mm. everywhere, right? They're just mm. surrounding you. Right. And so it's like, you know, you get your device and then your code, whatever, receives that mm. signal and pulls mm. it in. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, right? Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. you're saying that you're that kind of conduit that pulls mm. in that mm. thought or idea and allows everything else. It knows it's there, but it's not right, right, right. connecting with those. It's just connecting with those ones that it's... Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. right. Yeah, so fucking... it focuses onto one of them uh -huh. rather than trying to sense all of them. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so the idea is like you can't follow the science doesn't make sense because science doesn't direct you anywhere, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it's also like a value thing too. So it ends up being like maybe this is the idea that you first you have to decide what to study, mm -hmm. you know, and then science is like what you do to that, you know, you experiment and you sift data and you make stuff. Yeah. You know I mean, and, but so, and then it's the value. It doesn't teach you what to do. 
Right. It well, can that's teach you the, like what age pattern people die from it from, who's getting sick, how many people get sick, how many people in the hospital. You get all those like stats and shit. That's what science does. Yeah. But then we have to like interpret the See, data. There's tell, the, we have there to like put it and we have the, to like put it somewhere. It's the our issue. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because so. look, people are doing this. The way they're interpreting this part of it, and it's such a like dangerous thing, I think, because it takes away your intuition, so to speak. And they're doing what you're saying. They're making it fucking so that the other side, that untangible side, they're dumbing it down, that it's not important. And it's actually a lot of times irrelevant. So think of how somebody would think about this. So maybe people don't want to get the vaccine because they've got an intuition that's saying, yeah, there's something pretty wrong with this. And then people are saying, well, follow the science because the science says this, this, and this, and it's clearly cut and your intuition isn't correct. You don't need Mm -hmm. to have intuition because we know more than your intuition. And when you're on a battlefield, when you're in a fight, Mm -hmm. if I'm getting you guys ready for a fight, your intuition is going to be a huge part of what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to say, look, here's the science right? Mm -hmm. This is the science. And if you look at MMA, you take it into the realm of MMA or jujitsu, martial arts, however you want to do that. The science of it is way fucking more um, productive than it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago when I started. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for like 33 years. Yeah, what works, what doesn't, Uh right. Right. And how the body moves and how Mm -hmm. to gain power. How to be healthy, right? Exactly. All of these things Mm -hmm. have improved. But again, that, you even hear MMA guys, right? I'll hear MMA guys say this and, you know, I'm not around that crowd as much anymore because I'm not around as many young guys training to do that. Um, But... A lot of times they belittle that spiritual side. So you got that whole bullshito site, you know, where they show all these death touch masters and they get their asses kicked. And And yeah, that kind of stuff. And so (laughs) the thing is, then that gets debunked even more because Mm -hmm. we do the the. It's a strong obvious thing, right? Of Mm -hmm. saying, well, okay, well that fat guy who claims to have this mm-hmm. inner right. power, well, we're going to prove that it doesn't exist. And there's going to be charlatans in everything. You, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you can't do it against a charlatan because then what happens is you debunk that mm-hmm. very important element because here's the thing. When you see a 80, you know, 90-year-old Tai Chi master flowing in movement and they present this energy that's like fuck this dude seems like he's in his 50s what science do you have to address that people are going to say well he's okinawan or he's you know fucking this and he walks Mm -hmm. every day and Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you can try to draw those science connections and they're Mm -hmm. absolutely truths to that Mm -hmm. but it still takes it to another place right it still Mm -hmm. takes it to this connection that this person has that you can't define right Mm -hmm. and it affects that but in the fight right that's what you want to draw upon when you're in the fight if you're just this technical strong person who's very skilled but you don't have that i mean 
that's again the Michael Jordans versus every other basketball player. You know what I'm saying? He's technically really good, but why did he fucking fly through the air? You know what I'm saying? The timing, the everything that came together. It's it, you know it, it's and then such like a the moment doing it in the moment right when it it's matters, such an untouchable you know mm-hmm. untangible thing as far as this is how you do it right and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when you know we go down this track there's I think some a lot of consequences and just like the music we were talking about the music doesn't have the soul that's what I think of MMA mm-hmm. today like mm-hmm. the technique is fucking. Undoubtedly, you look at a guy from today versus, you know, and we can just say a upper middle guy from today versus a top guy, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's fucking very yeah. little chance that that top guy 10 years ago yeah. is going to have anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel that way sometimes about the music nowadays, you know. Mainstream. I, yeah. And not even the mainstream, even like in the rock scene where you got like great bands. But they're like, you know, so technical. The production is amazing mm-hmm. nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything just sounds dope, you yeah. know? Like you listen to old stuff. Sometimes you're like, it sounds like it was just recorded in someone's basement or something. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think like sometimes, you know, and I can't tell. This is where I can't tell my bias because am I getting old? Right, you know, like, do you like lose connection with that burning point of like culture changing, you know what I mean, or not? Because like, I, so how about this? Like, I mean, I actually like Polyphia, so that one, Animals as Leaders, great. Well, you know, so I don't know. I don't want to get too like in the weeds about, you know, because some music's just for that. Some music is to get like all into the, you know. But sometimes I wonder if there's like a little bit less songwriting seems to be lost. That's one I could say. Like, there's no yeah. story really happening. Well, Polyphia yeah. is actually a great example because you think about how technical it is on those recordings. Yeah. And I've heard, I don't know, dozens and dozens of times that when you see that band live, the usually they say the second guitar player, the guy that you mm-hmm. know sits behind the lead, can't keep up live. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that even the main guitar player, like he... Well, there's no way you could do some of that stuff. You just can't. Like, right. They it's, just can't pull it's, it off on it's, stage it's the same so way. you gotta be so careful to be double tapping yeah. both hands and like it's great the stuff they do is nuts yeah um but yeah so and then i songwriting especially in like uh uh in hip-hop nowadays mm. it's all yeah or there's like one or there's just one word that they say over and over again like one yeah you need like yeah. a hook one 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 idea you know yeah. and that's it it's because we have adhd <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it seems like that. But then, like, the other day, I went through Jay-Z's catalog on Spotify just to kind of, like, put some stuff on some playlists. And it's fucking 25 years of just brilliance. Mm. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know. There's some, you're actually listening to the person, like, say something. There's, the production's so good with hip-hop now that you don't even... It's a producer's era. I've, I've had this thought. Like, back in the day, it was, like, it was the DJ and the MC mm. at the beginning of hip-hop. And the, and the MC was propping up the DJ. That's happening again. Now it's like the producer is what matters. The That's MC actually is a really just, good point, yeah, because yeah. there, there's a ton of like compilation albums where producers will just right. have various artists jump totally. on. And yeah. Sometimes those That's are bigger a, than the yeah. actual artist yeah. albums. And some of those dudes are, you know, um, it's in the weeds again. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Tr- uh, Troy Boy? You heard him, that producer? Yeah, Troy I'm not Boy? too no. familiar, oh, but yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but so sometimes I think that like that thing has been is 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 
being missed, yeah. you know, in music is like it's oversaturation that, that with everything now. We just we have so much too. access that mm-hmm. it's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's hard to tell. Like you're just like so much data, so much music. I, how how much do you spend time with like one song or one album? There's like too much to like. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, I do sometimes, but do you know what I'm saying? Does that happen? Like, I don't but know. I think that's the the ones though that make the connection. The ones that you do mm-hmm. are the ones that yeah. you connect with. And I would say, I bet there's plenty of bands nowadays that are gonna, you know, make it into that category. But I think when we look at past eras, and maybe because they were pioneering things, they had to rely way more on that thing that you can't mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. touch and connect mm-hmm. to right and so um it, it's funny because i've been thinking about this a lot that's almost like what conservatism being that conservative is right and it, it's <laughs> like but it goes like progressive because all of those guys were pioneers okay yeah, so yeah, they yeah. were fucking progressive yeah. as fuck yeah, yeah. right For compared sure. to the yeah. old conservatives right and that's right then they became the conservatives because those things were timeless. They're going to cross mm. all measures of time, right? right? Yeah, totally. And like so, a blues player, like he's just playing the tradition. He's just doing. You know what I mean? He's not. He's not blazing. The, he's not making this new thing. Mm. He's just keeping the tradition. I play blues music. Yeah. Right. But it's timeless, yeah. right? right? It's going to yeah. influence yeah. music for. It's like a pillar. For yeah. It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, so here, here is the, here's the, I, I like this, like, cause you know, when we, you know, we hear like, uh, we talked about the personality traits and, and how you need to, we all have like conservative aspects and progressive aspects and the danger of both. Like if you're too conservative, you, you're like too in the past and you're stuck in the past, but you, so you need a little bit of, of new all the time to mm-hmm. keep it fresh. Right. Um, and, and a blues player would be that. You know, they would like stick with the tradition, like maybe, um, uh, what's that guitarist's name? Uh, Gary Clark Jr. Yep. Uh-huh. So someone like him, um, he he's in the tradition, but he's bringing something new, mm. right? So you do have like aspects of that, you know, not everything is, and nothing is like, that's another aspect is like, sometimes I think all music is fusion. You know, it's like whoever that person's listening to, they're fusing those things together. It's their and, interpretation right. of what they're... Yeah, and so, again, it's blending things from the past. I was into Tool and Led Zeppelin and Indian music and stuff, and that's my, you know what I mean? And then, because I'm in the front of that, I'm like that burning point of that, I, I, I uh, you know, come up with something new. I progress a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then I add my individuality to the... To that tradition, you know, to the past. Yeah, and that's what keeps it right mm-hmm. growing, right? It yeah, keeps it right. But alive. if you say to people, "Oh, you know, there's no nothing, you know, it has to be everything's got to be classical music," like that, you know, we're all we all feel that that's like too old. You know what I mean? Like, there's a time and a place. Classical music's amazing, right? But you know, it's like I don't know. Like if, to to say that that's the only thing, you know what I mean? It feels old, right? Yeah. Or you know, <laughs> whatever you have age. To have, you know, like, like a base to grow, right? Mm-hmm. If, if there's nothing that's constant, then you can't grow off of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then so sometimes you could worry too, like um, that you you grow too fast. Like you're we progress. You know, like, you know, some, the only point nowadays seems to be just to have something new. Change for the sake of change, right? right? Uh, and even yeah. in the art and music, too. It's like, 
But it is that creative aspect. Well, right. You know, it is that. But I think um, the the people that are successful, the things that have been successful, it's not resistant to change, but it's not changing just for the sake of changing, right? right? You start to make calculated changes. That's, I mean, this is the whole thing with the, the mindset of politics right now of a lot of things. And it's emotional. You, you know, people make decisions based on emotions. And, you know, one, again, being political, I think one side right now, and I, I think it's shifted before. So I'm not just saying that it's only the liberal Democrat side of things right now, but everything is based on fear. Every fucking thing. If you look at everything, it's based on fear. And so it brings out an emotion. It's a smart thing to do, right? Because that's what's easy, you know, the easiest thing to attach to is people's emotions. And fear is pretty much the one thing that you can draw from anybody and pull that out, right? So when you are reacting and you're doing things based on emotions, based on um, that, you, you just can't think enough to apply strategy, right? And when you can apply strategy, then you start to get this correct growth, if you will. You know, and correct, I don't know if that's a, a good word, maybe a more positive type of growth. Because it's not just changing for the sake of changing because emotionally that feels good you look at something and you say okay we need to make adjustments and changes so let's look at how we can make the change and let's test out these changes versus scrapping and going into fucking Mm -hmm. uncharted territories and sometimes that works Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. if everything else fails and you're like fuck man we just need to roll the dice mm -hmm. but when you look at like what's going on today with a lot of things, mm-hmm. we haven't even really tried many things. We could look at the obesity thing and, and mm-hmm. say we gave up before we really even tried other things. You know what I'm saying? It went from, you know, like kind of appreciating fit bodies to all of a sudden. And I'm not talking like models. I don't think models represent wellness and and health Mm -hmm. right but then to it's okay to be overweight and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person if you're overweight but it's not it's not okay to be overweight like if you choose that that's your choice but to just say well yeah that's fine is an incorrect thing because it affects you in Mm -hmm. so many different Mm -hmm. ways in your life negatively i mean i heard even recently that maybe like evolutionarily like good looks is a is a signal for health mm-hmm. you know like what we're seeing yeah. from a woman yeah when she's looking good and it's like it's like health. further because yes. <laughs> there's there's okay. real studies that have shown that we can we innately detect when somebody's unhealthy so like if you're ever like at a party or you're just in a group of people maybe there's one or two people and you're just like i just don't want to be near that person and you can't explain it mm-hmm. they might be a genuinely friendly person seem like a good dude or something but something's just off mm-hmm. your body's like sensing i don't know if it, i think it's through pheromones that their body's giving off that's letting the others and the pack around them know this person's not healthy. Stay away. Something in their biome might affect you, or something like that. Yeah. Dude, but I think that it's is visual too, though. For sure, it can yeah. be visual for sure. For sure. It's going to take in all sorts of senses. Yeah. But that's uh, that proverbial one bad apple, man, can ruin the bunch. I mean, 
it really can, especially like in our group that's not a very big group, if there's one person who's a fucking sourpuss all the time, you know what I'm saying? Or just pissed off all the time. Mm-hmm. You you'll start to see that just in fact. Mm-hmm. And if there's one person who's always fucking bubbly and always cheery and mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, that, you'll also see that have yeah. an effect. Mm-hmm. I think the other one is easier because to spread. Yeah, to spread because mm-hmm. it doesn't negativity is easier to spread. Yeah. yeah I think it doesn't I, Have take you heard as about all effort. those like negativity things like like the negativity bias that we're there's all kinds of studies for this that we're like attracted to negativity that we see negativity that things are more likely things are more likely to go bad than good well yeah right? but like that's easy, that fucking cortisol. victim that uh-huh. victim mindset well, too. well no, no no it's like like for instance like like that that vase is much easier to break than to build it yeah Right. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like easier for something to fall apart than to put it together. Yeah. Right. So it's like, so. Because one takes effort. Right. 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 You know, and, the other And even is time to like. Circumstance. Yeah. We're, we tend to not notice like gradual changes, but we notice like, you know, the fucking, you know, there's, there's a flood somewhere and however many people die. But then over 50 years, how many people die from obesity? Yeah. But we don't notice that because it's like this like slow thing. So. Or, or we also don't notice the positive things because mm-hmm. they t- they tend that's, that was the point I was trying to make. <laughs> you don't notice the positive things because they happen slowly. Yeah. But negative things happen really fast. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone dies. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I don't know. With that, a bang. You know, <laughs> like a, an attention yeah, yeah, grabber. Yeah. So there's a bunch that of things true, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of things about that that like negativity is like um, lack of uh, lack of negativity action. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Motion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then we notice it more. It's just like so much more noticeable. And yeah. Uh, and so we're just like attracted to it. And, and that's what we see. And we, we have a hard time seeing positive things. Pos- I think positivity in my mind mm-hmm. is like it takes effort. You're right. To be hopeful. You know what I mean? Right. It takes fucking effort. Because it's you easy gotta... to be like, you know, God damn it. I can't. You know what I mean? Like life just fucking bam, bam, bam. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's it, the easy thing to do is just to be like, what's the point? You know, I man, I fucking agree with that 100 mm-hmm. percent. You know, I think giving up is so much like when you have that mindset, it's so much easier for you to quit mm-hmm. things because then you can say it was just out of my control. Mm-hmm. Right. And to be positive and to be happy, you have to fucking say, well, I'm putting these things within my control. But there's a very high likelihood, like you said, that it's much easier to break shit for shit to fall apart Mm -hmm. than it is to fucking Mm -hmm. keep going. And, you know, people, they don't see those little things, right, that Mm -hmm. they're making improvements on. I see that Mm -hmm. so much with health and wellness. I do that. You know, uh, to a ridiculous degree. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's the common thing. And when we put ourselves into this place of being positive, of you know, I'm going to get it done. You hold yourself. Now you've put it out there. You know, you got to hold yourself accountable. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, people don't want to do that because because mm-hmm. again, you have to do it. the high likelihood, Motivation. or you uh-huh. fail in front of everybody. But if you can. Mm-hmm. just quit and it's not your fault mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's like you're uh, not really a quitter in yeah. your mind because you can justify it by saying well mm-hmm. the man's holding me fucking down right uh, the the problem with that because it, it's funny because now the man is legitimately 
holding people down. That you know, that's the funny thing. In Is the, it in the certain MMA organization or uh, no? In life, okay. in life, just <laughs> just in life, <laughs> just in the United no, States of yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a right good now. example. <laughs> um, I read a great article. I mean, it, it was at least inside. It, they they did some studies on victimhood. And it was saying that to be a victim, it, they, they were making it like a personality construct, they called it. Maybe that means like a complex or something. Like, And uh, they did a bunch of studies where they would like have people play games and they would put someone with someone that cheats, you know, so that they would feel, you know, victimized. And so, you know, uh, I, didn't, I didn't read too much about all the actual things they did. But the results were that people that had this thing, they called it, you know, it had an acronym I'm forgetting it at this point. Um, you know, something, something, victimization, TIM or something like that. And uh, what the, the, the qualities they had was like they, um, they were driven to, they had moral superiority, right? So they thought they were better than the person that supposedly committed the act or whatever. And then that would drive them, them to immoral behavior, right? So that gave them a, a, an okay to like do things they, they know is wrong. And there was like... And justify it because the other person right, exactly. would yeah, do yeah, that yeah. anyway. And there was like a thing about like building resentment, right? And like going over and over the, the situation in their head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I thought that was one of the most interesting things of it is that you would think that you're morally superior. Like why would you want to be... There's a lot of victimhood going on. We could agree on that, right? Like um, why... You know, why would that be a good thing? Why do people virtue signal victimhood? I always thought that was a little odd, you know, Um, and people do that. So what are they getting at? They're getting some kind of like social points, right? Well, it's kind of the same concept of like when somebody gets sick, they're given a pass, right? Like it's like you you don't have to get up off the couch or do anything. It's like I'll bring Mm. this this food Mm. to you. It's kind of what I feel like when people (laughs) play the victim thing. It's like. They might get away with more at work. They uh, might, right. Maybe. People take care of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I thought, yeah. And then to think that you're morally superior, that's another little nice little like twist to it. I feel like there's narcissism yes. in a way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're thinking about yourself. Yeah. It's like an o- mm-hmm. a covert narcissism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like in another guise. There's a bunch of that shit. That's so like weird because uh, I was listening to Rogan this morning mm-hmm. and it was the, the lady talking about addiction and stuff and... He asked her about uh, narcissism, and she was explaining this exact thing, and she was saying there's a concept of, like, reverse narcissism where somebody plays the victim so much that it's... She's saying the exact same Mm. thing that you're saying, Mm. that it's like... Uh, they believe that they're more important than everybody else, and but it's like I'm the most special in the room because I've been through more shit than everybody oh, else. Oh yeah, right, you know right. what I mean. It's like yeah. I'm the most unique in yeah, here because right. life hates me more than I hate you. Yeah, and so people have a drive. There are like points. You get all these points, and then and then when you can move the goalposts to wherever you want to what means you're a victim, you know what yeah. I mean? Because, like, oh, someone asked you where you're from or whatever. Mm. And microaggressions, you know what I mean? You on that note of the microaggressions, I, and I, God bless this person. Like, I, I like this, this lady I used to work with in Pueblo, but I saw her on Facebook the other day. She had this long rant, and I, I of course, I was like, all right, something fucking happened. I can see what this trauma's about. And uh, the gist of this, like, three paragraphs was that some guy approached her in the grocery store and asked if she was single. He he just, it started with like, just 
I think he complimented a tattoo and she thought that that was inappropriate. And then he said it led, well, then he asked like, do you live in Pueblo or whatever? She said, yeah. And then he asked, are you single? Could I take you out sometime? And she made it like it was the worst sexual assault that had ever happened. And I was sitting there scratching my head like, what, like, are we at, are we so far past the line now that you can't even, like, how, how is a guy even supposed to get a date if he can't, if that's, is that an aggression right, to just, right. like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or a girl, like, it doesn't matter, just making that, you, you make that, you try to make that connection in some way, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's that modern crazy. fucking bullshit feminism stuff. I mean, it is fucking horrible. So, Candace Owens was talking about this in her book. I think her book is great, that blackout. Um, but she was drawing that to um, Emmett Till, right? So So that's the way long ago. Yeah, that so, got, and that uh, was in the get lynched? 60s, I think, 50s or 60s, uh, right? And that was story, in, yeah. um, he was from, I think, Chicago, and he was visiting down in Georgia or something like mm-hmm. that and visiting his aunt and his mom even told him, you know, Hey, you got to watch out. Things are different down there, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So that's when that white lady, supposedly what she said is that he whistled at her and then he grabbed her. Right. And said something to the effect of, you know, wanting to date her or mm-hmm. right. do whatever. Okay. okay? And she was believed unquestionably like was she a white lady yeah she was a white lady and so then that night right he gets fucking lynched and they you know they you know they tortured Mm -hmm. this kid and Mm -hmm. you know but anyway she's drawing that connection because in those days right Mm. a white woman would have been believed over it's pretty good way she's like turning that yeah right exactly (laughs) and you know She's like, and so the woke feminist movement, she was drawing that same thing to Kavanaugh, where it's Mm -hmm. like they were saying, well, you're supposed to believe all women. And, you know, this is what modern feminists are fighting for. And she's just drawing that parallel. She's like, well, this is what was believed with all women. And these are things that happen. And she's listing then modern day lynchings, not the, the same physical yeah, so lynching you to, but yeah do you have to put that line somewhere like where it's a crime mm-hmm. right it's like a guy can be creepy right right but it's yeah. not a crime to be creepy though <laughs> exactly you know so, so, and, and there's a difference and there's like a line somewhere and you get and then, these hypersensitive yeah. fucking women mm-hmm. that right do something like that yeah. it, it's like this whole you know i was talking to somebody about the me too movement and the racist movement right and so I know that there's going to be women who disagree with this, but getting your ass grabbed is not fucking rape, okay? It's not on the same Me Too that the person who got forced into having sex with somebody or her career was going to be over or something like that. We're talking two completely different things. And it goes with the same thing with race. And, And this is how hypersensitive people are. I've talked to people that I've known my entire life who claimed that they had racism against them. And one was being questioned by a police officer when there was several other people with them that were white. And they just so happened to be the one that got questioned. 
okay, that's not fucking racism. Racism is what happened to Emmett Till. You know what I'm saying? Racism is when you can't do something and there's a lot of intention behind it. Not that something kind of made you there's, feel there's levels right there. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we, we put these things on these emotional levels like and that. Then, yeah. Yeah. And, then, that, so, and that's, so that's the weird part is like, again, when you move the goalposts, cause what comes with that too, right. Is like an idea of what violence is. Cause then they say like, you know, you heard this phrase, right. They like, they fight against the freedom. They don't want the freedom of speech. They want the freedom from speech. <laughs> yeah. Right. You heard that one? What does that even mean, though? Yeah, I mean, because like them. they say that like speech is violence. Like right. if you, you know, uh, they they make that you know they say that. Mm. So silence, silence is violence. Right. You, so you're fucked either way. You're yeah. fucked either way, <laughs> right? But you know, like, but isn't that fucked up? Because then you make up terms. I mean, think about microaggression, right? Well, aggression is something right, associated is, is. with violence. Yeah. Okay. And so how can we make anything then violent? Oh, we make it a microaggression. Right, exactly. So there's that goalpost. And then then laws get made. Like in the Canada thing, you know, you don't use the right pronoun. That's like a hate speech. Right. Right, which is the weird little Hmm. twist, you know. Yeah, and so, yeah, that's the other one, hate speech. Yeah. Right, it hurts me. The other one, you know, I saw there was another, like, group of studies that was on – What's it called? Uh, trigger warnings. <laughs> did you have trigger warnings ever at school when you were like, did, that, um, did you ever see any of that stuff? Fuck is a trigger warning. Not quite. Uh-huh. You, did, you didn't have anybody like no. say or the teacher be like, here's no, a trigger warning. Anybody wants to go out into the hall? You know what I mean? No, they, it wasn't quite that <laughs> okay. yet for me at least. Okay. I hear that in a lot of schools. I, you right. see it yeah, yeah. now well, right in a now lot of everywhere. articles. Right. Yeah, anything yeah. Right? you post. Yeah. And I, I've talked to people online who like, they're like, man, I talked to this guy recently and he was like, I learned all this shit in school. He was pretty anti-woke, really smart artist type. And uh, he said he, everywhere in school, that's all they were reading. You know, and he was in art school and he had to read like, you know, how to be an anti-racist, things like that. Uh, in art school. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to ask yeah. if anybody saw yeah. before we get off this topic, because yeah. uh, you mentioned Canada a second ago. Did anybody see the Justin Trudeau clip when he's yeah, yeah, yeah. fumbling he, over yeah, the LG? He was trying to say LGBTQ, and he's like, he's like LDP, R, G, Aldi, and he like he has to say like four or five times. People tries to help him out. Yeah, and apparently now it's two plus. I looked that up. Yeah, two is two spirit. Which I don't understand because... Wait, like, cultural appropriation? I know, right? Nice. <laughs> Two Spirits, supposedly, the, uh, as far as I know, um, the like Native American word for trans or for a third gender. They try to like phrase it like that. Uh, but you already have trans there, so I don't understand why you need trans and Two Spirit. Maybe just because it's indigenous and they yeah, want to be like, like BIPOC about it, right? They're BIPOCing the, yeah. the abbreviation. <laughs> And then uh, bipocking, what's that? <laughs> You're dropping a bunch of new shit. You know, bipoc is black indigenous people of color, so they include indigenous. Okay. They're like, oh, you know, right? Black people of color, indigenous people of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for some reason, you have to say indigenous. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I don't care. So like, we would say black Native Americans. Is that right. what we're saying? Black Native Americans? No, no, black and Native. Americans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So mm. black. Comma, okay, I was going to say, wow, that's even yeah. a smaller group than, you know, you would think yeah, every group's going to have their indigenous. own thing, Black Indigenous right? Trans League, right? Yeah. 
Um, and then what was the other one? And then asexuals in there. That's a. Right. So what's the new thing? What's the new alphabet code that we're doing? I, I think we, all I saw was added what Trudeau said was 2A+. plus. But it's then uh, L, so it's uh, L, G, B, Q. T, L, T, Q. T, Q. <laughs> 2A+. Okay, L, G, B, T, Q. Yeah. 2A+. Plus. 2A+. Plus. Right, that's why Trudeau was having a problem with it. Yeah. It's hard to get it. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's sub, yeah. subsections for all of There's those. subsections yeah. of that? Like on the L between the L between the G? Well, is it like it's basically the whole alphabet? L. At this point? <laughs> I want to hear this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so. well, I feel like because then you would say, okay, well, uh, cisgender or non-binary, mm. right? Or and so, what is yeah. cisgender? People add all of Us. this. We okay. biological. No, no, it means not trans. But why is it cis? Is it CIS or is uh, it SIS? CIS. 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 Is that racist? Can I be racist? I'm brown, man. I can be racist. I can say racist things all I want. Yeah. It's okay. It's just you white people. It's you two white people here. You guys really got to watch what you say. Yeah. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. Although... Um, Larry Elder now is the face of white, white supremacy. supremacy. The black face of white supremacy. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Those are all those things that are like all the weird backwards stuff. Like the guy in front of the fire and his like peaceful protests. That one, remember? On the news. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like Most, those... then, it, then it went to mostly peaceful. Right, right. So uh, it's like, okay, yeah. so one death and <laughs> five buildings getting... Blown right. up is yeah. like, but all the all the like the biggest peaceful. like you know, the it's not a lab leak. Oh, obviously it's probably a lab leak. You know, I mean, there's so yeah. many of those like, you know, they say one thing and mean another. Blackface of white supremacy. Like you can't notice the own contradiction, but they have a logic to it. Look, well, look they, at that Enrico Torvo or whatever his name is. Like, sorry if I'm, you know, saying your name wrong, but he was that Proud Boys oh, he's guy the leader, right? Uh-huh. And he's as Dark as you can be without right. being, it's like Puerto you know, Rican or something. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I think uh, Puerto Rican or maybe um, mm-hmm. Dominican, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, he burns a Black Lives Matter flag, and he gets charged with a racial hate crime, mm-hmm. right? He did time for that, mm-hmm. like uh, several months. Mm-hmm. So, and they were trying to they taking him out of the mix for everything that was going down yeah. at that time. But it's like, come on, yeah. man, let's. Fuck, this is the thing that is that emotions that I'm talking about. People are so fucking caught up in their emotions that they can't even logically look at it and say, oh, well, he's not a fucking white supremacist. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that would mean that white supremacy wouldn't be bad because if he was a white supremacist and Larry Elder's a white supremacist, (laughs) it's like, well, then white supremacists are accepting minorities. So then they're not... That well, is okay. Well, so, but the logic is, it's you know, the logic is like. But they're not discriminating anymore. Well, the logic is is that, which is crazy. Like it's like that. There's a culture. Uh, there's this culture, right? And the results of this culture are that you know, blacks have you know, seventeen percent. You know, one hundred and seventy percent less wealth. Uh, this much less. You know what I mean? The so the stats. So because it's a unequal society. It's therefore white supremacist. The reason it's unequal is white supremacy. So even if that's so, if you're a black guy that is contributing to that system, 
you're a black white supremacist. But see, he. Right? But see, this is this is I'm the way that I look up. at it. I'm just it. trying to understand what they think. No, you know right. But like, this is what I'm saying to them. I'm just yeah. going off of your thing. I'm saying, well, right. And so what they those white supremacists then have recognized is that it needs to be all inclusive. So they're including the hmm. black people to be part of that. Right, right. I mean, they're including so fucking Dominicans. It it's is. an all-inclusive it white it supremacy is. group. I think right? my frontal cortex just broke. It is. Right. So, and Larry Elder's their face. Right. So yeah. there you go. That's you guys got what you episode. wanted. We just, in one podcast, fucking, there you go. We solved the fucking problem. You guys... You woke people. You Title solved of this the problem. Episode is going to be the expo- the mind blowing. Right, the <laughs> white supremacy that accepts the all inclusive. Yeah. Right. How about that? Like trans is uh, women culture, women appropriation. You know, like they're appropriating <laughs> female culture. Yeah, that, you know what I'm saying? That is true. That. <laughs> I, I agree. Gender appropriation. Wow. We're going to start a new trend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it is, if you go by that logic, <laughs> it really is. It really it's is. like, what, you know. what does appropriation mean, right? <laughs> Taking something and making it your own. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you are white and have a taco stand, where was that in, like, Washington, Seattle, somewhere around there, and they got mm-hmm. shut down because everybody, like, or not everybody, but these fucking group of woke people started protesting and because they were white and they yeah, had, a they were white they had, had a taco tacos. <laughs> the taco fest that i just played in august there were people complaining on like i saw them in the facebook comments and shit like that it's like a white event white a cultural boulder, appropriation right. event. why yeah. are they doing mexican culture yeah. in boulder the whitest place yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious but you know i've got some um <laughs> relatives on my dad's side of the family that i mean you know, my dad, his uh, dad was from Mexico, I believe. And um, my dad was born in East L.A. And then, you know, my dad's dad's, you know, my great-grandfather. Um, yeah, my great-grandfather was, you know, fully from Mexico. Mm-hmm. But there are some white-ass people on that side of the family. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, right. you know, my um, my cousin, she's got red hair. Mm-hmm. And she is, right. like, if she was that. out at the Taco so, Fest making tacos, she would probably be culturally they, they would be appropriate. Her, yeah. like, hey, get out of here, lady. But can you, it was people making tacos or people eating tacos that got... Uh, making tacos. Yeah. Okay. Well, can right. you eat tacos then at that point? If <laughs> well, you're there you go. I mean, right. is that, like, isn't right. that a but, way of appropriating yeah. a culture as, as well? Um, but you could like see where they're going with like whiteness. How you just said that like people in your family who are not white are white. You know what I'm saying? Because it it is like a cultural thing, right? And it and and so it's like. There's some truth to it. There's some truth to all these things, right? And so that's what they're talking about is that there's like a culture, right? And um, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. So and, and then we can all like it, the idea is that that culture is oppressive maybe is what the problem is. It's like what, we all have a culture. We all have agreed things about isn't how that, to look at the world. I, man, right? isn't that fucked up? I mean, I just got to say like liberals right now and fucking left, they're just thinking completely emotional because – if you just think for a moment, we're the freest country that's ever existed in history. That's this size of a country. That's this 
powerful of a country, yeah. right? So it's a mass delusion, and, though. Like, right. there's, like, some crazy, like, people thought that racism was, like, a worse health risk than just, that. Yeah, you know just, I mean? that was just a recent thing. And that was, you know, like, you know that was in the heat of it last mm-hmm. year or whatever. Yeah. Like, and then when you ask, when you hear people say, like, how many, you know, black people unarmed killed by the cops, and they're, like, 20,000, you know, in one year, you got to be, like, you know. Yeah. When there's really 20 or yeah, less or whatever. It's like 19, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, right. The last. Then they're rough numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like some crazy delusion that's going on too to think, to think that. And so. And or then, maybe it's like 19 times more that a cop has to fear from a black person. There's than stats a black like that person. too. Yeah. Right? And yeah, there's a lot more interactions mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that you could think one thing like that nowadays. Mm-hmm. And then have the truth be so different than that. Right. That, but the, you know, tr- the problem is, and it would almost be okay to think like that mm-hmm. if the truth was accessible. But they're mm-hmm. more and more trying to hide this truth mm-hmm. so that you can't at least, and, and how much, you know, access how, how that about information. This, like, how much do we like do that to each other nowadays? Like, Tons. So we're all like meant nowadays. Like it's just going more and more to we don't trust um, any kind of institutional uh, information thing, which maybe was the culture in a way. I don't know. Things are different now. Like we used to receive culture from hearing stories from our parents and just hanging out with people. But now we have screens and all this stuff mm-hmm. is like blasted to us all the time. Um, um, so how much of it? So now, yeah, we're supposed to figure everything out ourselves. There's no one place to look. So we all look everywhere. Everybody's a vlogger and, a, you know, mm-hmm. writing all these stories. Like, how do you find the information? It's become, you know what I mean? It's like, it's something we're also doing to ourselves. For sure. You we're know? trying and to, it's like, you were using the word culture just, mm-hmm. you know, a second ago. We we're, we're trying to destroy the culture that we had, the American culture. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, like postmodernism as an idea, like maybe one of the base things is that there's no such thing as truth. There's no objective truth. That's Mm -hmm. like, like one of the main things postmodernism is. And that's like the world we're living in. Right. Which is interesting. Because everything is chaos. And I heard that someone say that the internet is like the perfect example of postmodernism. So there's a thing about also like interpreting text. This is what like a lot of it was about at first is like, is there like uh, objective meaning in a book or is it just all interpretation, you know? Mm. And um, so when you like say something on uh, Twitter or Facebook uh, and it's one sentence, you can't know what that person means. It's so like out of context, there's no context. So it's just this like free floating idea, mm. you know what I mean? And, and it's just as true as any other idea, you know? And so we like, we are living in this postmodern thing. So, you know, that's why I, I somewhat, you know, you know. Uh, sometimes you say like they. There's this thing they. The difference between I don't mean put it on you. I think it too. There's a difference between they and like it happening on its own, mm-hmm. right? Like how much of what's going on today is a they're doing this, or how much of it is there's like this spirit of an era that's like taking everybody, and we're all like lost well, in well, it. You know what I'm saying it's gotta and, it's gotta captivate, just like what we were talking about, and it's gotta captivate some, and it's not gonna captivate others, right? Mm. But if you look at what's going on right now, it's not geared towards everybody. They don't want. It's not supposed to be inclusive. It's supposed to be very exclusive, right? right? Because then that's the only way that you can build this power. You, you know, it's not for what's going on. And this is why I say it's they, not it, because it doesn't 
incorporate everybody, right? Mm -hmm. It's specifically designed to create divisions. Mm -hmm. They are specifically designing it to create a division because when you can create a division, like any other, you know, mechanism for control, Mm -hmm. right? You got to have a reason for people to give up their control. Mm -hmm. And if I give up my control to you, because in this case, there's... A virus going on any crisis you're going to take care of me and i'm going to give up that control because you've got it handled but they don't get to do that if it was the right thing to do because then they don't have the control over it they can only have control if there's an opposing group and you can point that finger to say this group is the reason why you need to give up your control right in this case so that's why people have given up this control. And then what's happening is this is why I say they. Because those are the people that aren't critically thinking, right? It's, again, if you I mean, critically were thinking about it, you would say, just like the absurd thing that we just talked about, a black man, right, is not racist. A black American, I get a black tribe is going to be racist against another tribe. It's just like Native Americans slaughtered other Native Americans. It's just like the fucking British and the Irish were at war for fucking ever, right? They're white as fuck. So that that can be said, but using Larry Elder, who was born here, who was an American, is not racist against other black people. So if people just critically were thinking about that and they said oh well this is interesting a black man is the new face of white supremacy let me just research that let me just look into this guy a little bit right oh wait a second there's not anything that he says that's racist the well, only well, thing when those would people be, look but when they look online all they find are the racist things he said correct and the, because you know they're I mean? not looking they're not critically and the thinking. algorithm fits, that's fits it to confirmation to their, bias you know, though right right yeah. if but, but this is why discussions with people are important. This is why, you know, um, research is important and critically thinking is important, right? You can't have like just one mm-hmm. and think that that's okay. And people are reading other things, but they're not critically thinking about it. Because if you critically think about it, you would look at it and say, okay, Larry Elder isn't a fucking billionaire, He's not, I don't even think he's a millionaire. He might be a millionaire, but he would be in that very right, modest, you know, yeah. quality of a millionaire if he mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So he's not, doesn't wield yeah. a lot of power. Mm-hmm. So there's not anything that you could say, well, he's been bribed with this or he's mm-hmm. been corrupted so, so, with, with this to yeah, yeah. be against black people. So, you know, we're, we've, we've kind of like sunk into the two sides thing again, yeah. you know, so maybe one aspect about this conservative liber, libertarian or, you know, whatever liberal thing that that I see it as is like because I agree that there's like a, a cluster of the illogical behaviors going on to something you might call a left side of things. Yeah. You know, that that does make sense to me. It appears to be what's going on. But the way well, I well, you might call it. I'm for sure calling right, it. That's I'm cool. saying that's cool. it's so. It's so what there. I'm looking at, I feel like what I'm looking at is that there's an age and like a type of thinking and like I can't put this thought together, you know. But you know, the destruction of religion and and the yes. materialism and all that stuff is like coming, and then the internet, and then we're all like, and then that allows thoughts 
like, you know, I heard someone say recently, like, that Descartes and, like, these philosophers that are super famous, that really all they were doing was, like, uh, expressing the idea of the age. Mm-hmm. So everybody kind of held these ideas that Descartes had. This is the idea. And he was just the one that could really, like, put it to paper or whatever. Sure. And so an age has, like, a spirit or an aura or a, a character, right? And, and there's certain ideas that come along with that. Just like and, what we were talking, yeah, yeah, though, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's true ones that stick, that are timeless, that well, okay. travel through yeah, yeah, yeah. and that are studied. I, I probably think some ideas spirit. are better than others. I, For, yeah, I, 100%. I probably think that. Yes. But what I'm saying is, so, so there's the spirit of an age, just like an energy that we're all connected to mm-hmm. you know, on both sides of that fence, any fence, you know, just because we're alive today. Um, and ideas like postmodernism and all that other stuff, critical theory and everything that comes out of that, um, is just an evolution of that. It's like that, that Aurelius thing I was saying, mm-hmm. a fig tree makes juice. It's like you can't get mad at it. It's like today, well, well, let me just finish. Yeah. I'm almost at the yeah. end of that, of the idea. <laughs> is right, I'm right there. Um, so, <laughs> so like an era was just going to make that. Like it's just, it's just postmodernism is going to happen now. Right. And then the last part is, is just that. And then there's like a certain type of person that would more easily get captivated by it. And and they're on the left. This is what we talked about, though, last Mm -hmm. week. This is where I think that the the piece that is missing for a lot of people is that you you got to be able to critically think and they're not teaching kids how to critically think. They're teaching kids what to think. And when. And when you're teaching people what to think, then it's no longer this thing that's captivating that society, right? A lot of these great philosophers, their ideas didn't didn't come about Mm -hmm. until times later because a lot of them were kept under wraps by the fucking people in power. Because when you get people to critically think... They're going to question things. They're going to no, look at things, yeah, right? So a lot of times they're so progressive that they get killed because like Galileo's like, yo, we're going around the sun. And they're like, fuck that, dude. But, <laughs> and, and, and it is like, again, it is that was the hegemony of the time right. was the church saying that this thing that maybe actually has some kind of like symbolic truth to it, but maybe it wasn't like literally true. You know, and so and, and then and then the postmodernism thing is we should have no overarching idea you know we shouldn't have back then it was the catholic church now it's whatever view we have now mm-hmm. it's somewhat enlightenment things like right. you're talking about critical thinking which i agree with and you know but, the but science here's philosophy then the stuff. big difference though mm-hmm. between those times that people wielded power to control to now a days mm-hmm. is that those weren't that wasn't the information ages you know what i'm saying we're living in the information age where technology it gives you this ability to know so many things. And so the problem then, and this is where, you know, my position is, is that there's, it can't just be coincidental of the times changing because there's no reason for people not to be able to look at history as a reference and see that, oh, I've got to critically think about things. And so that's why I think that it's a very, in my opinion, I didn't want to believe this. I'm not like a guy who wants there to be a conspiracy, but the the powers at be, whoever that might be, whether it's fucking elites, whatever, you know, Washington elites, Illuminati, fucking whatever people say, there is a very 
like intention to limit what people can have access to and to limit their ability to even have those thoughts. You, so know, you know how, what I'm how saying? Much, how, much of of questioning. Is, how much of it is, is there's always this power center. There's this game, sure. there's this game of Thrones thing always yep. going on. Correct. And whoever has the power center gets to have the view that everybody and information has. right now is the power center. That mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. The, the power center. That's what I'm saying. That's why when we talk about kind well, whoever of what, has power owns the information technology. Yes. That, that's what it is. Right. It's still a difference. So when we were talking last week and when I was saying that if people who are on the fence don't decide they're allowing that control that's mm. going to be more control Maybe. than there's ever been as far as control over people that's ever existed because information mm. is Cameras, the most powerful the, the, the drone that can thing. see if you're sick yeah. everything about yeah. that is yeah. fucking nutty yeah. right like the, but the, the, the didn't you say there was a drone right outside your window once yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the amount of control because of technology because that of they'll be technology able to have and information. Yeah. And so that's that's what I'm saying is the is the big problem is that that is a specific thing that's happening. It's not coincidental that the power is being consolidated in a few hands and the mode of developing that power is getting people to not critically think and to actually, because if you critically think, then we got to go back to intuition, right? Because if you really think about a subject, you've got to have that thing that you cannot define in there that comes into play that helps you make a decision. And we can't measure it by science. We can't see it. There's no infrared camera that shows you, oh, there's your fucking, Mm -hmm. that thing that you can't really touch, right? At first you have the insight. Right. And then and yeah. then you got to start you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision if the jab in your arm is right for you and if you have a negative like feeling, what if I have a feeling and what if some of these people who have had gotten it and who've had some of these severe breakthrough cases, right? There's been several that said that they were hesitant, but what if that was their intuition saying, you know what? This vaccine, whatever, we're not even saying there's malintention. Let's pretend that. Your intuition is saying, isn't going to do well in you for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And in America, that person should be able to say, I don't know what it is, but there's a reason why Mm -hmm. I can't even define. There's there's a reason why I don't want to get it. And you, let's say you're a person who believes in science should also understand that. You should say, wow, there's a there's a reason. Even if it's a conspiracy theory, even if you're a conspiracy theorist, that's maybe your body telling you, I can't define it, so this is how I'm gonna process it, that this isn't right for me. And when mm-hmm. you take away in America, because we are the leaders of this, when you take away that power from the leaders in the world, everything else fucking crumbles. It's not coincidence that oh, if we can take that out of America, what Australia is going through is fucking going to be what everybody goes through. And, you know, I've heard that there's been big riots. You said that there was big, big, you know, big big riots in Europe, in European countries. I've heard that. um, And and I've heard from several places around the world. But look at what most of the world doesn't have access to, that we have access to, right? And where we've had 
riots, they've been more riots based on like a fabricated racial issue versus lockdown because they're trying to iron grip control. Even in California, it wasn't as bad as what's going on in Australia because we're armed. You, you know, those yeah. things, it's the only thing of it. The only reason why it hasn't gone to more secure I control think, is because of that. I think it's also that. because I hope mm -hmm. that there's more reasonable people around than are like visible I, like we see you know i, saw I mean this, with the little control this, uh, that they exerted for what they yeah, were yeah, able yeah. to do yeah. for when you it's look at the scary. pandemic yeah. again it's like well wait a second when we really peel back the layers of all these numbers of everything that's going on and you critically look at it it's like so, th there's but no check this out but check this out like way I, saw, to I saw this comic that i thought made this point really well it was like there's two paths mm -hmm. and one path was think for myself and the other path was like, do what you're supposed to do. And this path, the do what you're supposed to do path was filled with people, you know? Mm -hmm. And they were all throwing rocks at the people on the, you know, think for yourself side. Yeah. And it was like on Facebook or something. And I looked at some of the comments and I saw three people make this point that no, the people in the do what you're supposed to do path, that should actually also be only like three people, but they're just like really loud people. Mm -hmm. So it makes it seem like it's the majority. You know, that's what this thing was displaying. Oh, there's only a few people think of it themselves and then everybody's. But really, maybe most people are over here thinking for themselves, but we hear, you know, and they do have power. And those, 100%. And those people that is want the power difference. that they would. But, but mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. The people who are going to stand on the fence, right? I'm not saying for people not to stand on the fence. What I'm saying to people that are standing on the fence is like, okay, how far do you want to take this before you get off that fence? Because then that's going to become a we're big fucking... talking about fucking, the fence again? Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> on the fence because there, there's a lot of people. You're pointing this out. You're saying, well, there's more people really in this direction, mm -hmm. but they're not loud enough to be seen or heard, right? Right. So the they're majority. the silent majority. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen right <laughs> now is what you look at is one side of this is gaining a lot of power but and a lot of momentum. That's right. That's right. But I mean, it's just the whole thing with the the, the sides is what I have a problem with. It's like I know, you know, because we're like, you have a, we're you know, like pineapple fucking tidbits, dude. <laughs> we we understand this, right? But this is what a lot of people have a problem with, and this is what they don't understand though. Is there's just like we talked about. There's levels. There's levels to things. However, if more people would have stood up against Hitler as a an example, then there's a good chance that Hitler wouldn't have been able to gain the power that he possessed and take it as far. Because when people finally stood up to Hitler, look at the destruction that was done. It was going to swing back the other way. But at what level do we want that to happen? And I think that's what people got to look at. Does it mean that it's going to go from where it's at right now to war? Not necessarily. But what it could do is it could make it where liberals do businesses do business with liberals and conservatives do business with conservatives. Think of the ramifications that has just in that simple thing. It I could mean, be yeah. where so so me and you know right? and this has been happening in a while. Like me mm -hmm. and my girl this morning, we you know took the dog for a walk and we were talking about how when we were younger, like when I was younger, I remember saying to my mom, 
Republicans, I thought, oh, oh, this is actually, this was actually somewhat recent, a few years ago, Mm -hmm. and I was like starting to think about stuff. I said, I thought, I used to think Republicans were old and rich, right? Mm -hmm. And I did have that thought, and who knows where that came from, you know what I mean? I wasn't watching, you know what I mean? I just had that thought. It's been the stereotype that they tried to, old, white, and rich, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my girl was talking about an experience she had at a bar once talking with a, a guy who was, you know, a Republican, and how she thought how horrible it was for him to say all these things. And now in retrospect, again, she can see how, you know, so it's interesting that, um, and it's definitely the, you know, so that line is drawn in people's minds. Mm-hmm. So, so, right. I was just, just okay, going to say, ahead. I saw a clip over the weekend and I'm <laughs> glad you said the Republican thing because I learned something that I, I didn't know because I used to have that preconceived notion too when I was mm-hmm. younger. And I think throughout the years that, you know, that whole thing kind of faded away in my mind, but uh, it was it was like a some college student girl at a lecture, and the guy on stage was like a lawyer slash uh, advocate of of American rights, essentially. He's, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to go around speaking about these types of issues. And she asked him, um, "How can you support the Constitution and the Republican Party when they're both inherently racist, and the Constitution uh, is based on racist principles, and it says that black people are less than white people?" And he stops her, and he's just like, "Can you tell me where in the Constitution it says that?" And she's like, she like starts fumbling. She's like, "Well, you know, it says that." And he's like, "No, no." He's like, "Can you tell me exactly what it says and where it says that in the Constitution, or where are you getting this from?" Mm-hmm. And she just like starts melting down and he's like that's because it's not he's like sure mm-hmm. th- maybe some of the people that wrote the constitution might have been mm-hmm. racist he's like but you can't you can't blame the document for the the errors of, of the people mm-hmm. that wrote it and then uh he drops a bomb on her and he's like did you know that the republican party was initially founded as the anti-slavery party mm-hmm. and that the democrats were the ones trying to keep mm-hmm. slavery continuing i didn't i never fucking knew that right yeah I remember well there that. was yeah. a flip the, right yeah. the yeah. democrats were the kkk yeah i mean if you look at lbj because everybody says that lbj was the great liberator mm-hmm. he was like i mean he was one of those solid south guys the mm-hmm. the racist yeah. You know, he was a, a, a great player in the yeah. Senate. You know, he, he knew Darryl the game. Darryl Davis but, guy said some president, I don't remember which one, Hoover or somebody, uh-huh. was made, uh, inaugurated into the KKK, like, in the Oval Office. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. Like, later, like, renounced it. And, stuff, and but, the Democrats, yeah. they just tried to spin it. It was a really, mm-hmm. like, interesting, if you look at the, the 60s time, time, you know, when it was the um, civil rights era, mm-hmm. yeah. and how... It's been spun that the Solid South, or the, uh, what do they call it? Not the Solid South, the, um, uh, fuck, what was it called? Anyway, they call it the Republican plan to take over the South, right? It was the Southern strategy is what it was called. And so what they're saying is that racism was like the Republican fucking control over the South. But the Republicans didn't even get the majority in Congress in southern states until the Bill Clinton era. So you're talking a 23, 24-year time span. And from that time where it it started with this, what they say, the, the southern strategy as Republicans were in the South, started to gain influence in the South, it got freer and freer and freer and freer, right? With less Democrat control. 
And before that, it was all Democrat control. It was the Democrat stronghold. And then people will say this ridiculous thing is that, well, Republicans used to be Democrats and Democrats yeah, used to be Republicans. Right? Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what team, what, the Broncos and the Raiders, right? <laughs> Are they going to say, you know what? You become the Broncos now. We're going to become the fucking Raiders. I mean, that's the stupidest, yeah, most absurd thing. to flip thing. that they, like, change their values to the Yeah, other the whole side. thing, yeah. right? Like everybody right. just met one day in yeah, the center like, of the country, well, and they're like, well, you, you, you go, blue, you yeah, blue. you go red, we're going to be blue. We like your color yeah, better. it's cool. So the argument is that it never flipped. Well, it, the argument is that that's an absurd way of even thinking, because where in any other place besides that story has one group just flipped with right. the others? I mean, yeah. Apaches never went over to the fucking Comanches and were like, we're going to be Comanches, you be Apaches. We'll fucking, I yeah. mean, it's just such an absurd thing to do. And so then when you look at things logically, again, you peel back the layers, you, you eliminate the rhetoric and you say, well, okay, historically, because that's our guide on this, Democrats controlled it up to this point. And when Democrats started to cede some of their control, it kept getting better and better and better. And if you look at it today, where Republicans have the hold in the fucking South, right, in a lot of those southern states. I mean, they're, Georgia's got, you know, a liberal governor and, um, you know, several prominent, like, liberals beat out those prominent um, conservatives, right? That was the big run for the Senate. And they lost, what, it was Loeffler and I forgot the other person's name. They lost both of those seats. Well, again... Civil rights have gotten better and better until where they are today, where there's not anything that a person of color can't do that a white person can do, right? But there's plenty on the other side where there's things that, you know, you guys can't um, get certain loans that, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, that I can get mm -hmm. or get certain statuses as a mm -hmm. minority, you, you know, it's so too crazy yet. You can make white jokes and you can yeah. say whitey all you want. Right. You know, cracker and all Cracker. That cracker matter. is yeah. like... So it sounds like you're saying civil rights are actually a limit to a person. Some some civil rights well, can I, be limiting to someone's liberties. Well, it is. It is, though, because all rules limit... Freedoms. You know, that's that whole... I read a nice article on it recently, mm -hmm. the whole... Uh, freedom versus uh, safety or freedom versus control and its main point was that you need each one needs the other right you know to be free you need to have some control and to be uh, safe you could say you need some freedom well that, that comes they, with like personal responsibility and the safer mm -hmm, something is right. the less freedoms you're gonna have that's just the way it is and the more equal it is the less freedoms you're going to have because then you got to start to create right. rules mm -hmm. to, yeah. you know, make it and then, safe so about, and to make it more this, even. Like, you know, like you were saying earlier with mandates, I've been thinking what like a mandate does is it limits. Uh, well, one thing it does is it tells you what you're thinking is, is it doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's like it, it tells you to act against your better judgment. Yeah. Right? Your, or your intuition. Right. Yeah, yeah, Again, you might have intuition. You might have that. Right. You know, people saying, say this, this all anyway. the time. Man, I had this gut instinct. Mm -hmm. They were even talking about that um, 
you know that a blogger that female who recently you know yeah um and they're calling it a homicide well there was a park ranger in um utah when they had that first um domestic dispute that she even said that she had a a gut instinct that this was a problem and she Mm -hmm. told Mm -hmm. you know um the gal that Mm -hmm. this is a toxic you know thing you should really um Mm -hmm. consider what's going on here I mean, that's that unscientific thing that right. she was completely, or at mm. least from what it mm. looks like right now, yeah. she was right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's a right. it, it's a thing that we've got to listen to, and we we aren't paying enough yeah. attention. And, and yeah, um, so so a mandate can take that away, right? And then so so then I've been thinking like, what's the difference between a mandate and a law? Mm-hmm. Right, there's little difference, right? Well, a mandate technically it's isn't temporary. enforceable. Isn't enforceable? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, okay. a law is what's it's enforceable. Just like, now, okay. I'm just saying these so are things that get, I. You can't get arrested well, theoretically for not wearing a mask. Somewhere. Technically, but, how far it but right, uh, but they are arresting people for stuff mm-hmm. like that. They are. And that's that, them. There's that weird gray but, area where right. it's like only if cops will, like who even pays attention to sure. those laws. So I don't know. I've just been like going through this in my head. So it's like. Um, usually, you know, if you're on a street, you know, we have rules to the street, yep. right? And that limits our freedom. I can't just drive all over the place, right? Right. And I don't really do that just because I think there might be a cop around. Like some enforced, you know, things probably help me a little bit to mm-hmm. not speed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is a all bit, free market well, capitalism well, will, yeah. will dictate this because an insurance company will say, okay, well, mm-hmm. We're only going to insure you if you, you drive so on this, right? It, and and the way I was seeing it is like we all agree that order is better in this situation. Right. Like we're in a kind of a dangerous situation. I don't know who the fuck you are in your big ass car. Right. Um, so we all decide lanes are a good societal idea. Societal agreements. Yeah, we have societal yeah. agreements, and they may be enforced by law, but we mostly just do them because they make sense. That's that's right? where I think the libertarian mm-hmm. argument is that's the libertarian great argument, because yeah. what they're saying is the the free the market will dictate it. Right. It's like here's the reality: people say, okay, well, people are going to pollute into a stream. Okay. Mm-hmm. But how many people are going to support businesses that are polluting into a stream, right? But you don't know, though, because they do it secretly right, but, and they, but, like, they're sneaky little bastards. But this is how it all comes out, <laughs> right? Somebody finds out about it. Somebody's got to so, find so out about where, it. So here's where there's a line to me where I think maybe we should have regulations because well, I don't trust. I, I think you know, we should have regulations. But this is what Exxon. I'm saying is that people think that – Everybody is going to cut these big corners and do these things that are bad for the environment. So, so then you have a you but, have a, the belief that like humans are bad. So right. That's but gonna but like, this is though. But this is things. the free market idea. Mm-hmm. Is that if people understand that people are doing things bad, they're not going to solicit that business. That business is not going to stay in for very long. And so if yeah, we can do find we, out about it and if it doesn't become but, a technocracy but we're where they in like the fucking the technology age where you can find out about anything, <laughs> right? And uh, then you could choose not to solicit those businesses. So, the the less laws we have, mm-hmm, I agree mm-hmm. we need some laws and structures. Mm-hmm. And you have things like that. But then the less laws you have give people the more room to operate. There's just more responsibility. You got to be responsible mm-hmm. if yeah, let's yeah, say you're a, a grow, yeah. a commercial grow around here, right? Mm-hmm. 
okay, well, if you want the fucking inspectors up your ass, then you're going to fucking cut corners and there's going to be problems in the market and there's going to be things like that. But if people say, well, look, these are what they're saying are the guidelines. And I don't know. I think they're probably pretty ridiculous with guidelines because, you know, they're probably getting better now. But but for a long time, they didn't know what they were doing. Mm, Right. And so Mm -hmm. if people said, okay, well, these are the reasonable guidelines. And I think this is what happened with the industry. They said, look, these are the things that are important. And then people just kind of generally followed those things. Well, it reduces the amount of reason why you would have all of these stupid laws Mm -hmm. because then they can say, look, man, the market dictates you're responsible. But if there was, let's say, a batch of weed that was heavily contaminated with mold Mm -hmm. and it got into some fucking business and some business was selling it. Let's say one of them knew it and started selling it. Well, as soon as people found out, they could say, fuck, we don't want to mm-hmm. solicit this business here because right. they sell mold bud, right. you, you know, that, yeah. and you let the markets it's hard decide to, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many levels to that, you know. Well, uh, I like but the idea we want to nerf laws. everything, I, right? I like because we want to say, laws. yeah, but somebody could die from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but somebody can die from anything. So mm-hmm. right. do we just keep putting on laws because somebody could die and there's going to be bad things that happen? There's mm-hmm. bad things that happen to people. I, I read this book called The Death of Common Sense. It was like mm-hmm. a book my dad read. I don't even know why I read it because it was like about like building codes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was an architect. And, and the whole point was it was like the, the times – there's so many codes and regulations and laws about making a building that just get in the way that don't make any sense. Right. That's the death of common sense. Right. The only one I remember in the book was that there was like a, a huge, uh, like a sky rise apartment complex and some, uh, you know, I don't know, a bunch of nuns were going to like turn it into a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. But to do so because of the whatever rule, they had to get like a new elevator shaft which was way more money than they could possibly afford right. to do because it's like hard to do it for some reason. And so it didn't happen. And there's no reason that they needed because it was fine. It yeah. was like one of those situations. Yeah. So, you know, it's so that happens, right? Like right. you, the more laws you put in, I don't know, there's something about a system like that yeah. that, that creates like, well, uh, it's, like ridiculous. It's big like, government. The, mm, the bigger yeah. the government grows, the more they have to justify their existence. So what do they do? They do it in laws that they're going to govern. Like, you know, I don't, you know, like uh, an Exxon like company. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, it's so complex once you get to those higher levels. But there's like, but there's things that, right. It's complex, but we also, this is what a lot of people do. I think is because of the complexities, they just throw their hands up and their power away Mm -hmm. and let then somebody take that power. It's not too difficult to look at a company like Exxon or a company like Twitter or something like that and say, look, you are in a business, rightly so by your own genius, brilliance, smart strategies, whatever, that you're in a business that everybody's got to consume, right? And so because you're in this business that everybody's got to consume, you're going to have some stricter guidelines. And we've set up an organization called the EPA to monitor what you're going to be doing at certain points. And the return on that is that you're going to be making, you're going to be assured, you're going to be making billions of dollars. You're going to have whatever government subsidies that they'll say, you know, because this is a necessity product, right? And so you do that, but the new company that's starting out or the small company 
shouldn't have to deal with those same regulations and guidelines. That could just be common sense that says, look, this is a smaller business. Maybe this industry is going to blossom. Maybe they're going to be whatever, but we don't need to be up their ass. We just need to make sure that, okay, they're X kind of company. Well, they're a company that deals with, you know, chemicals. Well, since you're dealing with chemicals, you've got to have these kind of controls and guidelines that the next person doesn't need to have because they're not dealing with those types of chemicals or those yeah. types of, you know, whatever. It, mm-hmm. it becomes common sense, like that book mm-hmm. is titled. I've even heard, and, you know, like some, uh, there's some arguments, and I read some lady, like, economist who was, like, an actual anarchist. Like, she was, like, pro-anarchy. Mm-hmm. And she has, like, a lot, a lot of good, like, uh, you could say, like, um, you know, stories that you go through about, like, how things would work, right? Um, thought experiments or whatever. Yeah. It's things like if you have four people that own a bunch of land for cows, the idea why you would need regulation or a government at all is her point. So she's, like, not even, like, no laws. She's, like, no government. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've been, you know, somewhat entertaining these ideas. Um, and uh, it's entertaining again. You should look it up. Um, (laughs) So you have four people with, like, cattle, and the idea is you need a government because one of them is going to take more than their share, Mm -hmm. right? And so you need someone to be able to enforce everybody's share, something like that. Uh, And her thought is, no, what's more likely is they can work it out between themselves. I think that you could maybe boil it down to that. Yeah. And supposedly she won some Nobel Prize on some of these Mm -hmm. ideas uh, about how, like, economies actually work or could work. And that goes into the libertarian mindset, I believe, would be like, yeah, they can work it out. But you know what? You can't work it out by killing each other. You can't have three of you guys kill one guy and then take theirs and then (laughs) you you know what i'm saying Uh there's there's rules by which we say you got to work things out in yeah yeah. and do we we have those rules because we're ethical human beings you know what i'm saying like do we need a thing on top this would be i'm just trying to do the anarchist you know argument that out of our own ethic we usually wouldn't do that there's going to be some psychopath i think you do do, and i think i think personally this is what and why the Constitution doesn't need to be scrapped, right? They don't need to do a big overhaul. That's what amendments are, right? They're little adjustments to the Constitution. But the con- that's why I think we the Constitution the is great. Too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a, an addition to. Correct. It. It's kind of all included in that, mm-hmm. right? It's our governing, you know, uh, scripture, if you will. The beauty of it is it's allowed to grow and adapt. But what it's saying is, yeah, the framework is intact. You don't need to change the framework. You can change some of the interiors, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. the building structure. We could change this whole fucking thing around the a million different the, ways, yeah. right? And the frame. those are the guidelines that you, mm-hmm. you look at. Yeah, I mean, like, well, yeah. that's what jujitsu is about. There's guidelines that, especially early on, you've really got to adhere to. Right. But as you get better, as you learn more, as you develop confidence, you get more, you know, like smooth with your different training partners, you get way more freedoms mm-hmm. based within those confines. But I, when I you're starting them, yeah. out, you don't see yeah, you yeah. see restriction. I tell kids all the time, um, this is like the rules, you know, like you, you should never have two fingers on one string, yeah. even though that there's times when you do, you know, and I'm like, well, you can break this rule later. I was saying, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I introduced a ton of rules. It's just a rule. Let's not talk about it anymore. Yeah, it's you just, have to play in right. time. Yeah, 
right here. That's the rule. These are the rules. <laughs> Later on, you can not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you do have to get the structure first. Yeah. And with that, you can have less government. You can you can say these are rules that we play by. There's consequences if you go out of these. But every time, this is the thing, every time you add a rule, you're creating consequences for more people. So, and yeah, that, um, Lao Tzu said laws make criminals. That's exactly. Right. So the more laws you have, the more criminals you make. It's right. another goalpost thing. <clears throat> Richard yeah. Alpert, too, and Be Here Now, it, there's okay, like yeah, a yeah. whole page, and it's just about uh, polar opposites create polar opposites. It's mm-hmm. like he says guns or uh, police create criminals, and right. uh, good creates bad, you know, like that, that yeah, whole yeah, yeah. thing. But. The unity of opposites. Most yeah. people call him Ram Dass. It's funny say Richard Alpert. But you want that stuff, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, it's important to have them both. It's important to have, right. like we said, you got to have mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the problem that I see, man, is that people don't want to take fucking responsibility. I think we go back to what we we're talking about early on, this whole victimization thing. It's a mindset. And this is, again, going back to why I'm saying they, them, that mindset creates them. There's going to be the people that want to say, hey, I want to take responsibility for the shit that I believe in, which means I got to critically think, which means that if, you know, fucking Oprah says something that is really important to me, that I can't just take her fucking word for it, that I got to say, thanks for the great idea that resonates with me, Oprah. Now I'm going to fucking think about it. Think about That's it. That's interesting. That reminds me, I read this pretty cool article recently. Oprah, from, <laughs> right? <laughs> o magazine. Do you read O magazine? Oh, Mag. No. Uh, Have you ever? Do you even know who Oprah is? Let me see. <laughs> no. Is there an Italian Oprah? Yeah. How would you What's say her name? name? <laughs> uh, Does she have one name? No. Uh, there's more than Oprah. one person. Yeah, right. yeah. That's comparable yeah. to Oprah. Yeah. Um. But so, yeah, this article was on something called luxury beliefs, right? So the idea was there's famous people like Oprah, uh, rich, the rich, the elite. It's all about mm-hmm. like, so the elite will, so uh, the basic idea is like the elite will have an idea that um, is just like a for show thing that gets them social credit points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when lower class people take on the idea it hurts them but the elite are like protected against the problems it makes so one was like um you know abolish the police it's this virtue signaling right so so they can say they can say yeah we fuck the police abolish the police because it doesn't affect them in their gated community or whatever right they're you know private security yeah 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 so it doesn't affect them and other examples were like um uh the erosion of marriage so this guy was saying that he like he, he had a conversation with someone who said they should just like get rid of marriage as like a social thing. And then he was like, well, what are you planning on doing? And she was like, I want to get married and have kids. So you have all these people that like the rich people will say you don't need marriage. It, the other one was all, all types of parenting are equal. So if you're two of any certain type, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, you're a, if there's a mom and a dad, you could be just a mom, you could be two moms, you could be whatever. So he says that the, the rich and the elite will like say that, but then they get married. Yeah. And then that idea comes down to the 
to the less, you know, uh, and, that, then, and then they're like whole, single mothers yeah. that when they're 18. It's like and, AOC's right. dress Yeah, I was going to say, the <laughs> Met Gala, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What, hundreds of thousands right. of dollars in so they, I thought that was interesting, though, because they get to have all these ideas, and now they're the ones saying, you know, white privilege and That's why that there's stuff. a they, yeah. because the people, they, they're the string pullers, and this is why I don't have a whole lot of... Um, you know, like, I, I mean, basically right Tolerance. now, my, yeah, my <laughs> opinion of people on the left is like, fuck you guys, because there's either two things going on. There's one or two things going on. One, you either believe that lame shit, which fuck you. If you believe that lame shit, then what you've done is you've made me your enemy because I didn't do it. But when the fucking Department of Homeland Security starts to say the things on their website that they did, you've got the president of the United States saying that there's a group of people that will be responsible for the economy if it doesn't bounce back, right? You start to create an enemy. And if people believe those things, then again, I can't trust them. They're not my friends. Or they're too lazy to fucking critically think and question what they're being said by the fucking elites. And it's like, because Jimmy Kimmel says fucking something, maybe it's true. But if it's something that I believe, if it's something that it's like, this is controversy because there's a lot of people who would disagree with this, let me do some further looking into it. And there's, it's the information age. And even if you're like biased towards one, you can, let's say the news outlets, you could read and, you know, CNN article and then go to Fox News and read a Fox News article. You could go at least that shallow yeah, and at least get two different that. opinions, um, right? Cole Coleman News has been advertising this app. I haven't tried it yet, but it'll have a story come up and then it'll have like both mm. sides to whatever like, yeah. you know, news thing. And then you can at you can least mm -hmm. at that superficial yeah kind of thought level say okay i believe this or let me do yeah. some more fucking research because this creates a question in my mind there's a very logical right. question of why right. so what i have a hard time with is like the humility of it like i think that the people i listen to are like smart yeah. and they're smarter than all the other ones this is how i like i, I do have that feeling like underneath yeah. i'm like how could you have these thoughts like it yeah. just seems like and who are you listening to like who listens you know, when, when you have a, you know, whoever, a Jocko out there and a, you know what I mean, uh, you know, a Jordan Peterson, uh, you know, any of these people, all the IDW I was telling you about, right? Yeah. When you have all those people, why would you listen to like Joy Reid or, you know, any, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so, so, I don't know. So it is an arrogance thing and I think they think the same thing. Or, or so see, I'm putting myself in the camps, you know. Yeah. That someone on the left is like, oh, those people on the right Sorry, are dumb. It's a, it's a very <laughs> strategic plan, man. Yeah, yeah, but they, th you know. So I don't know. Like, yeah. it's like I just, it's sometimes I, I'm baffled by it. You just identified you know? with the right. That's what I'm saying. But those, those people are on the right. I named a bunch of working people working you right. in there to a conservative it is side for now. There is but that I going think that's on. the issue, though. People have a hard time believing that there's a they. They don't want to. If you don't identify it, then you don't really have to deal with it. Mm. So there and is so, a thing there. Like, so, yeah, and that's my argument against myself is, like, you need categories. 
right? So you can't just be free in any gender you want. You know what I mean? That that would be the the argument. You know, I'd be right or left. I could be whatever. You know, I'm a little of this, I'm a little of that. Right? I'm like trans or whatever. I'm like trans political. <laughs> I'm politically fluid. Well, you know? well, here's yeah, the, this is the thing. I, I want you to be politically fluid. I want everybody to be politically fluid. But right now, this is what I'm saying, is right now you can't be politically fluid because the wave is pulling so much power into a... Here's the thing. The, the grasp of power is happening at the rate of information, right? And information is more powerful than any era that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. The information age, again... So the people who control that information are going to be the ones that control and have the power. And this is where, in my opinion, is the more we let that go to a side, I don't care if it was the right side doing this or the left side, right? Because like I've said before, I mean, I smoke weed pretty much every single day. Um, This is how I dress. My you know, lifestyle is not what one would consider to be a, you know, Republican lifestyle. But I also don't believe in all of this fucking lame ass pussy fucking accept everything. We should all be equal victim fucking mindset. That to me is horrible. And so where does that put someone like me? And I think you know, there's a lot of people where it's like, okay, well, I'm in a similar p- position for different reasons, right? Okay, but I would still align myself with the right at this point, the Republicans at this point, me personally, because it's like, well, what you guys at least are preserving right now is my ability to have a choice. That's at least and what have, you're preserving. And have a conversation. Correct. And, you know, like, it's so this supports that, uh, that idea is like, so you have all these smart people I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. And where does the only place that will put them on is, you know, Tucker Carlson and Megyn Kelly and stuff like that. You know, like I just went through Megyn Kelly's like YouTube and she had on Camille Foster, which he's like a badass, Mm -hmm. like black intellectual dude, young guy. She had on the Weinsteins. She had on... um, uh, what's his name? The the reporter, the Jewish reporter guy. Uh, Andrew Pirro. Uh, no, no. Glenn Greenwald. Greenwald. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, you know, so all the all the smart, interesting people, they'll have them on. So there is some something going on that's like what you're saying, mm-hmm. like that the whole thing is like shifting, and then all those people are like just like ending up in this thing. You could call the right or whatever. Yeah. You could call it that. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if like a problem we're having is like a naming thing, like. I, I've had the thought that I think it's important to name, like, I, I, I think I like the word woke and wokeness and mm-hmm. the woke and all that, because I feel like you need a name for things. So here's that, like, the category. You need a name for yourself. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To identify. Yeah, yeah. And, and so. Pineapple fucking uh, tidbits, man, yeah, yeah. right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a, <laughs> this. <laughs> and there's a thing about, like, what that allows is to be, like, you're being judgmental. You're judging. You're saying this and not that. Right. So you're being exclusionary and, you know, you're doing all those things. And, and I think it is important because otherwise you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's like anytime all like the Democrat stuff you see online about CRT, the whole thing is that's not CRT. That's not C. You know, what I mean, it's just like a semantic argument. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, what I mean, so because it doesn't have a name, 
You know what I mean? Because it's like this like neo-Marxist postmodern, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't have a name, it's hard to talk about. And then so you could say someone on the other side or whatever can easily obscure things. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not that. You know what I mean? Um, but that's yeah. why but that's why they're exactly mm-hmm. why they yeah. the string pullers are doing that. Because when it's something that you can't define, like you said, moving mm-hmm. the goalpost, but you're not just moving the goalpost back, you're moving it in a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different areas right, right. so that you can't get so, to it because so, this yeah. changes what this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, right. the absurdity, the absurdity of the black face of white supremacy, just right. the absurdity of it. It is right. like it's crazy. It, it either makes you think one are lying reinforces or like, what they so want. Nutty. Yeah. Or two, it's absurd. <laughs> right. It, but so so with the naming thing, like where I was going with that is, and then sometimes I might be having a problem with what I'm calling the left or liberal. There's a, there's a problem naming that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, because there's like liberals and then there's like extremist, you know, whatever, woke people. You know what I mean? Or, or Marxist. That's why the Marxist liberals are the biggest like, pussies right uh, now. Because there's more they're liberals. Because they're on that same side or whatever. Right. But it's like, where are we, where are we putting these lines? You know what I mean? Because it's like, I could put That's the, the like, fence. Woke, That's what I'm saying. extremism. I can you know, clarify here. Okay, go for it. <laughs> it's people that acknowledge the pineapple tip pits and people that don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, well, where does the can of pineapple tidbits begin and end? You know what I mean? That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the like left if doesn't acknowledge the pineapple tidbits. <laughs> right, and that is interesting. What's going on? Like, so you can see that. <laughs> what is that? that <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Sorry, but, Justin. I feel like you've been the. I've become the, the, <laughs> the poke it's of a, joke. It's a yeah. fucking, uh, what do you call it? Um, when you're helping somebody who, like, everybody sees that they have a problem, an intervention. Right. <laughs> this is my intervention. Like, the podcast. But, you're, you like, know. slowly <laughs> defining yourself on being on that. I I hear what you're saying. I, I really do. But this is what I'm just trying to say. This is what I think people have to understand. Um, well, is I'm that, not even talking about naming me, though. No, know? I'm, I'm not, talking about naming them, I'm too, saying them, know? yeah. Like, uh-huh, is yeah. that, here's the thing. First of all, I think liberals right now, liberals, any one of my liberal friends who might listen to this or who might talk to me, I think you're being the biggest fucking pussies in the world. <laughs> and that's the second okay? time, too. Yeah, I just want to reinforce that. I'm going to say yeah, it a I mean, third we time. We need, like, a... Liberals, yeah, you yeah, are yeah. being but, fucking I, pussies. I, I think it was, like, it was uh, four, three times. Probably. It was, no, it was a little late this time. Maybe great. we'll we, have to listen. We need, like, an intern to, like, go through and find all of those. Yeah. I just want one. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, one clue. I was expecting sooner. Here's the deal. They've got some good ideas. But they're letting one small group hijack those ideas and they're not fucking brave enough to stand up and say stop. Because once they do, it puts them on the other side of that fence. Once they do. Mm -hmm. But again, if there's more people on this side of the fence, this is what everybody has to understand. It doesn't mean that you got to stay on that side of the fence. It's just... We're putting the fucking brakes on. Stop this bullshit train in its tracks. And it's going to be the same thing because then the right is going to maintain some of those people that jump ship and went to the side. And so what are they going to do? Because they're fucking politicians. They're going to start to pull things back in this area. And then all of us that are on this is going to have to 
jump on the other side again and say, fucking stop this bullshit train, let's pull it back. That's how we want things to be. Because again, otherwise it's just gonna go to one side. It's never gonna stay in the middle. It's always gonna pull. And that's where people who are in the middle and don't wanna say anything, it's like, you can't be in the middle when it starts to pull. You gotta be, well, I gotta slow that fucking pull down. I'm not on this side because I'm a fence rider. I mean, that's what libertarians are. And, you know, to a large degree is, are the fence riders. And so, you know, I guess if I'm going to associate myself with anything, it's a fence rider where maybe I'm, you know, I got a leg hanging over on the right fucking side. But I don't want things to go so right that all of a sudden they start to do the exact same thing and they start to you know, like censor liberal fucking people and they start to censor liberal ideas and they start to shut all that stuff down because it's going to do the exact same thing. It's the same fucking animal, right? It's just wearing a different skin over here. So those are, I think, the quote, quote, silent majority's job because you are the fucking majority to say, oh, it's going this I got to pull it back. Oh, it's going this. We got to pull it back. And that's our responsibility as free Americans. You know, that that's where I'm saying people are so fucking weak right now because people don't want to have to deal with that shit. Well, that's the responsibility that you got to deal with being in a free country. That's why we don't want to be a European country. That's why we don't want to be a fucking dictatorship in South America. We don't want to be that. And yeah, at times it's a headache because... You're going to have to deal with shit. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with, I don't even talk to my family right now because they're so left. Well, those are sometimes the cost. Does that mean we won't talk again? No, it just means that right now, yeah, you guys have this very extreme idea I can't be on board with and I've got to show you my fucking complete resistance to it because what you're doing is going to take away any future opportunities, at least in yeah. in a in a run and how much damage do we want to do you know people on fixed incomes right now are you know up in arms against wealthy people and fucking all of this bullshit well okay so what do we do we put people on unemployment where they're getting extra money and they're getting these types of things well that can only last for so long and how long are people willing to do these things because that the pain that they're going to endure is going to be way greater than the short time that they fucking enjoyed those benefits. And so, you know, again, this is, this is the time. How much pain do we want to endure? How long are we going to let this keep going in a direction before it takes us to the next level? And, you know, this is what I've been telling people right now, too. It's like, you know, because even other, you know, close friends or family members are saying things to me like, well, you know, I'm so fucking done with politics. You know, they get that like exasperated, you know, I just want it to end. Well, it's not fucking ending. So you've got to participate. It's your country. And it doesn't mean people have to be activists. You know, there's all different ways that people can participate. But the beauty is for like your guys's lifetimes, and even for my lifetime, you know, I chose to participate, but I haven't really had to participate, you know, 
Like it, there was no forced need yeah, to participate. Times are easy. You don't even need to think right. about politics or anything. But right. now it's commanded us. It's said you were right as an American. It's time for you to stand up. You had this great right. You had this great ride. Right. I mean, you had a ride that we've had a ride that no other fucking people in history have had. So then there's a responsibility. Now it's time to stand up with the little bit that people have to stand up and say, you know what? I'm against all of this bullshit and I'm going to show my support for this and show my fucking disapproval of this so that you guys can, you know, slow that down. Because people think right now, I mean, this is how absurd because the Supreme Court kicked that case back down. They kicked it out of the Supreme Court. So Texas was able to run with that law, right? And so impartial, you got fucking people like AOC and the rest of that fucking squad. You got Omar, you got, um, I forgot the other, yeah, people's names. (laughs) And they picked up, I think, one more in there. But, you know, how we need to stack the Supreme Courts because the Supreme Courts are fucking, you know, X. Mm. Well, you put in those justices, you take away an ability for there to be you know, like some yeah, a balance. Yeah, balance. Yeah. Some some opposition. opposition. And yeah. when did the fucking Supreme Court anyway become so political? Right? The Supreme yeah. Court, you know, even the the Supreme Court guy that they're trying to get to retire, um, I can't think of his name right now, but he's a liberal guy. It, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's even saying, look, you guys are politicizing the fucking court so much. That's not what the court's supposed to be about. And he's a super liberal. The liberals mm-hmm. want him out to retire so that Biden can appoint somebody and they can ensure yeah. that there's a liberal. And, you know, because he might go out. I, I think there should be. I, I like having a three to four split, you know, in mm-hmm. liberal ideas versus conservative seven ideas or, or nine. There's uh, is, it, is there seven or nine? Whatever. There's. Um, I think right. it's nine, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's, it's a five and four, isn't it? Because there's okay. Sotomayor, there's, you can name who's them, the liberals? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. What, what the, yeah. I've heard yeah. these names more recently. Again, just because. Well, are okay. Crazy, so like, there's just, there's know. Thomas. He's conservative. Clarence there's Thomas? Uh, yeah, is he, is still in there. Okay. Yep. And then there's um, I know that name. Robertson. He's the isn't he the head? Mm-hmm. And then there's Gorsuch, okay. right? And then there's. Uh, the the new um, Coney Coney Barrett right right that's impressive so that's all those are the conservatives okay right Mm -hmm. and then so maybe there's seven because then there's Sotomayor there's the guy that we were just talking about and there's one other uh, liberal so that's almost like though knowing that Uh it's kind of like what we were saying earlier uh, or also what you were saying, text, you know, words when somebody's texting, you don't know what they mean. Mm-hmm. So, like, we just know what these names or people, might not even know the names, mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. doing or mm-hmm. manifesting, but we don't really know the intention behind it. And so, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how are we going to have any any kind of control? <laughs> If right. we don't have that information or don't know, well, and, can't and, give meaning to the things. And those are things, right? That people are so they're they're so willing to to give those up, those things that are important. And so that's what I'm saying. I bet most people, and I I might be missing a couple, but most people that 
have this, we need to pack the Supreme Court, probably don't even know who the players are and probably don't even know much about what they do and probably haven't even thought that, wait a second, the judicial is a completely separate branch than the fucking other so, branches so when, of when, government. When, when you start talking about this, like my main thought usually is, I'm amazed anything works. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if things are like that, right. you know, complex, you know, because I start but, thinking about But they're about, not you know, that complex if if we take... Like, how does, how does you anything, know, you know... If, if we say, okay, society. well, let's come back to a reasonable dialogue discussion and say, okay, look at how our government was supposed to function. See, see this is the thing with the fence riders, right? Because, again, I'm, I'm a fence rider in a lot of regards. But... We rode the fence in, look what happened during the fucking, um, you know, like the creation of the FISA courts from 9-11, right? That was more on the right side of things. Patriot Act? Patriot Act, developing these, where you can have these FISA warrants that have less criteria oh, than what almost. a regular s- search what warrant yep. was because yep. they were trying to catch terrorists and yeah so because they, they used like, it in that guys uh, but then what started to happen uh, they would like set up is they're like right like that kind of stuff yeah then they're like oh you had the intent to put that bomb there Correct. so then but but then under like the obama administration right mm-hmm. it started to go and maybe this happened under the bush administration but under those administrations where it started to happen, where then all of a sudden you had all these other agencies using that and abusing it for different reasons. For it's, It wasn't supposed to have anything to do with drugs, mm. but then all of a sudden they could tie drugs to cartels, mm-hmm. right? And then you can start to look at it like that, but then it's not a far stretch as if you say, well, this is tied to cartels, that we can do that to local growers, let's mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, you've got all of this power that has been given based on these ideas of fear, and people didn't jump off the fence and say, no, 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 we need to put the brakes on. And so it's it hasn't ever gotten better since then. Right here, once, once they make a law, yeah. once they take a freedom, you never get it back. Right, and so it keeps going, it yeah. keeps going, and look at where we're at today. Back then, I bet nobody would have said, or would they have the same, they would make the connection that, oh, businesses are going to be shut down and the government's going to determine what is essential in mm-hmm. 2019, in yeah. 2020. That's. It's almost, you could say, maybe the assumption is like, once con- you're able to have that much control, someone's going to like use it. 100%. That. You, so that's when I get a little like nihilistic about things, about like. Because when I hear you talk all this stuff and you're like, oh, these laws come in and then other people use the laws and then who do I trust and what thing goes in and who right. knows what they're really doing, who knows what it's for, who knows who lobbied it. You know, I mean, sometimes that stuff, you know, makes me think, how does anything work for mm-hmm. one? Like, because things do work pretty fucking well and it's shocking that the other one is like, you know, when I hear this stuff, it's like... Uh, but that's capitalism. It, 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 right, right, right. Yeah, which yeah, makes yeah. it work. But it seems like these these positions and, and things uh, attract like mentally ill, power hungry types, narcissists and things like that. This is and so, you know, so again, I'm amazed any of it works. Well, you know? <laughs> right. But, but yeah. then we look at it and we say, okay, it works through chaos like that. Mm. Well, what's the fucking source of chaos? It's government. It's the source of or, chaos. Or humans. Well, right. but the more humans you add to government, the uh-huh. more it's government that is the source of so, that chaos. So, but we, add, so, we make government to make order. 
Correct. But so, then, you, but, <laughs> and you've got to have chaos. You just don't want too much chaos. Mm, right. It's just like I'm a believer yeah. in this with these politicians, right? A little bit of corruption. Right. Mm. Pay them well. Let them cut some corners because they're fucking politicians, and that's part you of need people to that. Do the job. Yeah. Right. But have some consequences in things mm. that are like, yeah, we can't go out of these bounds. But you got a lot of latitude within these bounds, and. People want to believe that these politicians are doing it for the sole good of fucking the people. I mean, maybe AOC had that when she went in, but you don't wear fucking thousands of dollar dresses flaunting it when that's what you're about. If you're a socialist, you don't drive Teslas. Sorry, you don't drive these things that other people can't afford because then you're not a socialist anymore. You you might be the idea of what the socialist elite would be, of course, but then everybody who follows that has to look at it and say, oh, well, fuck, maybe that's a lame fucking idea because this person who was a socialist because she was a waitress before she became a congressman, I think, right? Mm -hmm. And now she's making, you know, what, 150 plus whatever, other things they get, mm. perks, especially being somebody as popular as her, being, mm. you know, enticed yeah. in as many directions. And I hear she's great at making money. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. then you're not a socialist anymore. And no. people got to peel back those layers and critically think and say, oh, fuck, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny. I saw somebody dug up an old tweet of hers, and I couldn't verify if it was real or had been doctored or not, but it, she had tweeted I think it was like four years ago or something, and it said, once I get a taste of real money, I'm going to drop the socialist act or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who I knows? Know. She has too many points for that. But power, that though, <laughs> but this is what they say, is power is way more desirable than right. money. And that was the right? other thing in this luxury uh, beliefs part. He, they studied like people high class. The higher class you are, the more you care about class. Mm. The more you care about what people think about you. The more you don't want to lose class. The mm -hmm. more your attention is on, you know, maintaining it. Yeah. Yeah. But we should probably end soon. All right. It's a long one. Two twenty. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even notice. I didn't either. I, we got to two hours, and I was like, oh wow. So Time maybe that means fast. it's a good conversation. All right. We're entertaining each other. <laughs> right. Prodigy yeah. See, it keeps you going. Right. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Later. Anything to add, anybody? <laughs> you can dismantle everything right now. You got a, you got a one word, like, or <laughs> like one, one sentence, like, <laughs> buzzkill for us. <laughs> we thought we reached something. We thought we solved some problems, and we're going to be ending it in collapsible No, I think framework. it's, you know, a lot of things we said were about maintaining center but it can't be a static thing. So I don't know. I think that kind of applies with what we were just talking about. I was thinking of plants, right? Like you can have too much wind. You can have too much sun. Too much water. Too much water. But you, you need like a certain amount. Like if you don't have enough wind, then it's not strong mm. or whatever, you know, all of those things. So it's, once again... Theory of balance. Dynamic balance. Yeah. Maybe Dynamic that's balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good word. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Static, then it's not. Is that balance? 
So Anna's leaving us on dynamic <laughs> right. balance. I think here's the other one is like when it. when balance is completely balanced. What's that called in uh, in biology? It, it uh, dies. Homeostasis. 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 Yeah, when things are in perfect balance, that's like death. Yeah, stasis means mm -hmm. static. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, or at least I think so. Don't quote me on that. But <laughs> Google. Sounds Google. good. <laughs> Let me know. Right. That's not so funny. Good to see you. All of the platforms.